conversation anyway. This is Boring Conversation Anyway, a Star Wars podcast. Brought to you by the guys at flyguy.net, dbsw.net, and youtube.com slash sithlord229. Boring Conversation Anyway is officially sponsored by bigbadtoystore.com. Thousands of toys and cool collectibles shipping worldwide. Make sure you check out bigbadtoystore.com for their hot pre-orders and new arrivals. Also sponsored by chowrontoys.com, the world's second biggest Lego store. Old, new, and hard to find Lego. Hey, this is Boeing Conversation Anyway, episode 34. This is Fly Guy from FlyGuy.net. With us is our brother from another mother in California, Mr. Whit. Hello. Hey, guys. And he's back. I am and, back. Um, you are back, indeed. And uh, we've uh, brought along a special guest, someone uh, who uh, we've known for a long time and followed socially but never really get a chance to speak to, uh, Mr. Kevin Gothrop. Hello. Hey there. Did I murder your name there? Did I get it right or wrong? No, it's perfect, actually. It's you perfect. nailed it. There you go, there you go. It is Scottish, so that, that should fit perfectly. <laughs> really? It's a Scottish? It is. It's a Scottish name. Oh, the, the, Scottish, and I didn't even know, but there we go. Um, <laughs> look, Kevin Fred, Scottish is crap. It's crap. It's a crap name. It's a very good <laughs> um, Kevin, you are uh, most welcome in this show, and we're tentatively uh, kind of titling this show kind of... Uh, uh, <laughs> Grumpy old smugglers. Damn kids, stay off my landing platform. Thanks for that, Whit. Yeah, you're welcome. Uh, um, look, just, just people know who Whit and I are, but do you want to give us a bit of an insight into you, what you do, your Star Wars love, all that thing? Sure. Um, so I've been, I've been a collector for about 30 years and uh, have always been fond of and true to the vintage I mean, anything vintage. Um, my daughter is six years old now, and that's the age I was when I first saw Star Wars. And it was cool this year to bring her to see Phantom Menace. And so we're sharing it together. She's got her own collector's case, her own figures. And it's it's nice for her to see Dad, you know, kind of relive his childhood, you know, through his own eyes plus through her eyes. Um, but by trade, I am a, I'm a web guy. I am a, I've been in the industry about 17 years. Uh, basically work for big companies uh, doing their websites and now a lot of social media and mobile. So it's actually interesting because I use Star Wars a lot. Uh, from a, from not a marketing perspective, but just from a communications perspective, to um, test out different ways to get out the word on different things. And sometimes I, I'll I'll learn something from my Star Wars hobby that's mm-hmm. applicable in my day job, and vice versa. <clears throat> Excellent. That's pretty cool. That's kind of where the name "Distracted by Star Wars" came for me too. Like as a web designer who was way too distracted by toys, I decided to try and <laughs> apply Star Wars to the web, and that's where that came from too so i i can relate with you on that uh well i think we're all web geeks at some point we're all um i had a look at your website kevin before you came on and i thought god this guy's on every social network i'm on i need some (laughs) you know it's kind of like social sleazies i think to be honest but um yeah i think it's part of it is uh part of the day job because i I need to be everywhere yeah. to see if it's something that's going to catch on and then, you know, and, and test it. And then at the same time, if I don't use it for work or if I don't use it for myself, I'll sure as hell use it for Star Wars. <laughs> you actually remind me there was a website a couple of years ago that my friend uh, Rat Pack on Twitter uh, had started. It was the social media Han Solo, and he would give these uh, social media tips uh, sort of through the eyes of Han Solo. And uh <laughs> He wrote up some great stories, and they were so dead on and just really smart. But you, uh, I think you sort of embody the the social media Han Solo here. Oh, I appreciate that. Thanks. There we go. 
Well, like, what you um, spoke to Kevin uh, offline before and, and arranged uh, with him to come on the show. So that between the two, I mean, Kevin, you, you had um, a couple of websites and things that you do. Mm-hmm. Do we want to, if we can dive in a little bit more into whatever came first, was it the Etsy shop or was it Collectal 21 or what was um, your first was... Star Wars piece of history that you did? You mentioned you used to do some podcasting in the past. Yeah, so uh, my my recent history, uh, as far as you know, combining online with my love of Star Wars and Star Wars collecting, is um, I've you know part of my history is is not having all of the figures when I was a kid, but having some of the pieces left and rebuilding sure. my collection when I had a real job in the '90s, and so I had some you know a lot of free time, dispensable income, and a new Star Wars line to embrace. So. Uh, mm-hmm. Starting in '95, I bought one of every figure, and yes, I am a completist. <laughs> um, and so I had, up until about a year or two ago, I had about over a thousand carded figures, and you know, one of each one. People would come over the, the the house and go, and I have there'd be five deep on the wall in the office, and some of my pictures are on my uh, my Facebook page, which I'll share later. And and, we, and they go, are those one of every figure, or is that five of the same figure? And so it doesn't matter. The whole place looks like a Toys R Us anyway. So <laughs> go looking through. And and so so that kind of evolved into what I you know I was like okay I was kind of running out of space, running out of money, and kind of made a decision about two years ago to convert everything and just really focus on vintage. Um, and I really I had just finished my my vintage uh, loose collection. Mm-hmm. And something interesting happened. And the, the quick story is I was at Celebration 4, and I was in one of those situations where um, you, you can't be too, in two places at the same time, but you know if you, if you try to manage both, you, you may or may, you probably end up with nothing. Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. I was caught between a Make-A-Wish silent auction and a sort of an antiques roadshow for... Star Wars stuff, and I have this this prop lightsaber that I've had for a lot of years, and I was trying to get it appraised. And the silent auction's ending over here for Make a Wish, and it's all carded figures, and it's from the Lucasfilm archives, and it's from like boxes of figures that George Lucas got from Kenner back in the '80s, and and like it goes to a good cause. And I'm like, this could be a really good way to start a vintage carded collection. And I'm running up and, and I'm running up and down the stairs, and I'm putting down silent bids, and I'm running upstairs and getting my thing appraised, and running back downstairs, and finally. I get uh, between an A-wing pilot and an EV-99. I I won the EV-99, and that was pretty cool. So that changed everything at that point. I'm looking at it right now. It's on my wall, and uh, it's a it's as about as nice as they come. It's case fresh, unpunched, Power of the Force uh, EV-99 from essentially George Lucas's collection of figures. So that changed everything for me, and that's when I went strictly vintage. So over the last two years, I've purged uh, most of my modern collection, except for any figures from uh, Episode Mm 4. And then what happened was I was starting to gather a lot of uh, cardbacks. My dad actually found a big stack of vintage cardbacks at a yard sale in Florida. And I was looking at it for a while, and I'm like, you know, I should do something with these. So I made a couple uh, spiral-bound notebooks. And my staff member uh, at work said, you know, I have an Etsy store and you should definitely open up an Etsy store selling uh, spiral bound vintage carded, you know, vintage notebooks. And I said, yeah, it'd be a pretty good idea. And then all of a sudden kind of hit me one day. I was bored on a weekend and I said, you know what, I'm going to do it. And it took me all of about four hours to get the shop set up, take the photos and sort of mock up uh, without actually having to produce them. 
I was able to mock up what they would look like. Oh, okay. And started with my first 20 SKUs and sold about um, a quarter of those in the first weekend, and I was on my way. <laughs> Very cool. So these and, things are yeah, moving then. Great. Yes. Nice, nice. It's an uber cool idea to have to say when you look at it. The, the, just the, I mean, the vintage card alone is worthy of a whole discussion, but uh, what you've done with it, and I guess that insight into it, and has the card got reinforced, or is it just the original card back itself? Or Yeah, the, the original card back you know, has a thickness to it that's uh, similar to like a Mead notebook. Yeah, uh, it totally actually. does. Yeah. I mean, it's better than most of the notebooks that you buy today, probably. Exactly. Yeah. And so you know, having a front and back on them has really been... Uh, a, a cool way to you know to kind of pick a p- couple people's uh, favorite characters and, and you know where I started was I started giving them away. Um, friends of mine in the industry, uh, I don't know if, if they've made their way down to uh, Australia yet or not, but like one of them is a pretty popular guy, Gary Vaynerchuk, uh, and he's pretty mm. big in the web mm-hmm. and social industry. He wrote a book called um, Crush uh, It. Crush It, yes, he wrote Crush It, and then the Thank You Economy. And uh, he and I actually become pretty good friends, and it was actually through the love of Star Wars because he, in his speeches, he talks a lot about how his parents didn't have, you know, really, uh, you know, a pot to piss it in a window to throw it out of, so to speak. Mm-hmm. And they still got him a Boba Fett and a Yoda figure when he was about twelve years old. Oh, very uh, cool. They watched Game on. So I, so I made him a Boba Fett and Yoda. And that's where, and really, the Etsy store kind of grew out of that, and. You know, it, it's, it's, I'm not, I'm not, uh, you know, vacations with the money by any means. But at the same time, uh, I, it, it's it's another way to enjoy the hobby, and that's what I love to to share. With mm. those. I, I love the way you have the. Uh, I mean, these are truly vintage cards that people have ripped the figure off, <laughs> left tears in it. There's stickers on it. There's pen marks on them. Um, yeah, it just makes it even more cool, I have to say. I think that uh, they've not been reproduced and, you know, they're perfect. They're not perfect. They're absolutely, uh, they're genuine. That's it. But um, Yeah, that's a good term for them, and I like that too. I mean, Steve always gets on my case for ripping my current vintage <laughs> figures. You know, I rip the bubble right off and just open them like I did when I was a kid, where he's very careful with his X-Acto knife and, <laughs> you know, don't harm the card. And, you know, I'm... and then I throw them in the bin anyway. So. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, we have Sorry. a program over at uh, Etsy store, and we would love any used card backs <laughs> to, to make any card backs, uh, any notebooks out there. We'll, we'll take the recyclables. <laughs> exactly. but it's... We, uh, we call them, uh, they're made from 100% from recyclable and collectible materials. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I like that tagline. Yeah. <laughs> it's awesome. Uh, so that's, 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 you know, the kind of evolve. And then what's happened is, um, I've, I've completely in focused on vintage. So I get rid of all my modern and then lo and behold in 2010, when I'm pretty much getting rid of all my modern, the modern collection has a yeah. vintage collection. And I'm like, you sons of bitch. <laughs> I'm like, all right, fine. And you know, having, and I have, I've been fortunate in my, in my star Wars action news days, uh, which is the former podcast that I, that I was on. Um, I, it was the vintage reviewer for them. I also did all the enhancement of their podcast for a number of years. Sweet. And, yeah, it, it's really great because I mean, I, it really it, it, kind of the peak of that time frame was uh, I was able to go to Comic Con in 2008 and sort of under a press pass and have sort of access to a lot of things I normally wouldn't have, wouldn't have had access to. So uh, I was very fortunate, very lucky. Ani and Marjorie were very, very good to me, um, and I, I even got the chance to meet a few guys from the Hasbro team over at uh, at uh, at San Diego Comic Con, like uh, Daryl DePriest, and so. 
vintage being as popular as it is now, I like to think that, you know, we were really trying to bring it back while we were over there. It was something I was pushing for personally year in and year out. Mm -hmm. And to have the opportunity to do the vintage reviews, uh, basically I would pick up a vintage carded figure, you know, after that Celebration 4 story, I was picking up about one a month. That's about all my budget could afford. Yeah. Um, but I was able to pick pick one up here and there and then do a, do a monthly review. And now I've evolved it even further now to um, this other site that I just launched about a month and a half ago called collectall21.com, which I could not believe that domain name was available, uh, especially because a friend of mine uh, wrote a book a couple of years ago called Collect All 21. Yes. Uh, it was a published uh, book of memoirs of a Star Wars geek. Um, actually, his book's right here. His John name Booth. Is... Yes, John Booth. Yeah, I've got the book too. <laughs> See, he's getting, he's getting some press too. That's good. Um, and it's a it's a self published type type of deal. And uh, I I was kind of interested to see if he if the domain was taken and it wasn't. So I thought you know, and I actually in my second post on the site, give him props to say you know that I'm not the only one out there, obviously. And this is something that we can all share. And what I'm doing is I'm creating vintage card backs uh, with my design with some of my Photoshop skills. Mm-hmm. Yep. Uh, to uh, for figures that have come out maybe in the modern line or you know even in the in the past that never were really produced on a vintage card back. So mm-hmm. just another way for me to keep pushing the hobby. It, it's uh, Wet introduced the, the site to me, and actually I can't believe for a minute that um, I've listened to every episode of Star Wars Action News because you know there wasn't really that many podcasts several years ago around and. To realize that I've been listening to you all these years and now I'm actually getting to speak to you is kind of weird. <laughs> I didn't realize it was you. It was kind of anyway. But um, yeah, they call me Darth. Uh, the, my name on that, that handle has been Darth Goth, and uh, you know that that was before the Goth Rock thing sort of took over. Gotcha. Sure. Yeah, that's that's hey, a guys, quality podcast. Hey. I really like that one. Oh yeah, Star Wars Action News is yeah. awesome. Yeah. So the 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 website it was what introduced me uh, uh, through through DBSW to um, Collect All Twenty One. And the first thing I saw, I'm such a fanboy. I obviously have a, a, a bromance and a crush on him. Uh, but Han Solo and Stormtrooper armor on a card. I mean, it, oh, I think I said at the time it was just vintage <laughs> porn and I reposted it. It is, but it, it, it's some, there's something about this card. Now, I think it's it, it's probably more about our childhood because we're all roughly the same age. Um, but from your perspective and what we'll get yours as well but from your perspective kevin what about what is it about this card that really you just fell in love with because it's obviously a big part of the attraction for you yeah you know it's um it's it, it's actually i'm sorry let me just clarify um you, the card back right the card back design yes or, or the front yeah, card sorry. design i should say yes got yeah, the front card design exactly. the classic no, vintage yes. star wars yeah so, you know, it, I was somehow in my collecting, you know, history over the last couple of years, I, I came across some digital files where it allowed me to have templates of, of figures. Mm. Um, and so I'm like, okay, I'll, I'll save these for something. I think somebody gave them to me or something like that. I said, hey, you could use these someday. I'm like, yeah, I'll use them for something. And just like I saved my new, uh, new Hope figures from when I purged my modern collection, you know, episode four is my, is my, uh, is my favorite movie. I mean, just the, the sheer... Um, you know, I was having a conversation actually with Daniel Wallace, who uh, writes a lot of the Star Wars books, uh, and and Michael Stockpole, who were they're in town last weekend actually in Arizona, wow. and um, they were in a book, local bookstore and this and it was a sort of a kid event and they were doing signings and pictures with the five hundred first and costume characters and stuff and I got talking to them after while I was getting one of my books signed and I was I was curious as to what 
what were their favorite films and and daniel wallace said it best and i completely agree with this is like the sheer fact that episode four you know the first the first star wars movie from when we were kids was made is is just the fact that it was a miracle that it was even made Mm -hmm. because of what had to happen to get there and and for so that's you know there's that nostalgia factor for me with the film itself but there's the nostalgia factor of walking into a child world in massachusetts where i grew up um on a weekend with a little bit of allowance money and finding a figure that i didn't have before in the toy i still have dreams about this today (laughs) the the recurring dream factor so to speak and and so there's this huge nostalgia factor that even while i was collecting all the modern stuff over the over the 90s and in the early 2000s it, I just didn't have that same rush. It's almost like heroin. You didn't get that same high at first. Not that I did heroin. I'm not saying that. <laughs> right, right. I'm just saying I hear people who go after the first high. Yeah, it's, uh, whatever. Anyway. <laughs> we get it. We get it. We're always chasing that feeling again. Chasing yeah, the dragon yeah. or whatever they call it. Exactly. And and so right down to, the, you know, I, I just have this is a purity about Star Wars. And, and, and I love that the card back says Star Wars. It doesn't say Star Wars A New Hope. Right. It says Star Wars. And that there's something special about that. And to me, it's like it's the original. It's what started everything. It was a miracle it got made. And so I want to, I, if I could create every single figure of every single character from that film and put them on a vintage card back, I would. Yeah. And and for this one with the Han Solo, there's even something even more interesting happening. I bought a new car about a year and a half ago, and uh, it's a, it's a Nissan Juke. And if you've ever seen the Juke, especially the white ones. Um, the front have these two rounded areas where the headlights are, like, below the headlights. Yeah, I always consider and it, like, the anorexic Murano the or whatever those are. Exactly, <laughs> yeah. exactly. And it's, like, it's when you look at it from spot on the front, um, it looks like a Stormtrooper helmet. Wow. And that's where I then got my, I somebody already owned four, uh, TK421 license plate in Arizona, so I got TK422. Then I, well, I did the research on that, and that's Han Solo's armor. <laughs> that he dons on when he when because there's two guys board there's two stormtroopers right. guarding Millennium Falcon, and so it has a special place for me because you know I like Han Solo a little bit more than Luke. He's just sort of more of a badass, and you know the the stormtrooper armor it just kind of like pulls everything I'm doing in one figure design. Yes. Now it's like this pinnacle kind of a thing. It, it's so a really uh, iconic image. It really is. You're right. It's. Uh... It's it's very cool, and I think it, it takes us all back to that. Yeah, it, it's characters we wanted to see, but we never got to see them on the card. But um, I, yeah. w- w- what do you think? Do you think the um, uh, the vintage card? Do you think it's just uh, us being nostalgic because we're we're looking back to that period in time, or do you think it's just a classic, uh, amazing design? What, what's your thoughts on it? I think it's the. I mean, not if I'm interrupting here, but the. Uh, <laughs> um, no, no. I mean, the, the nostalgic you- factor for sure. But, uh, you know, as a fellow designer, uh, like Kevin, like, I mean, it's, you know, it's sexiness and it's simplicity. I mean, you know, like he said, mm-hmm. just seeing that just the Star Wars, it doesn't say a new hope. And like, yeah. even like the Clone Wars one that they have now looks really good on the vintage card. Yes. But, uh, you know, it's that simplicity of just Star Wars and, you know, the, the great image and, you know, it, the bright colors, you know, I get off on that. Yeah. Uh, you said you said it perfectly. It's 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 the success and the in its simplicity. You know, mm-hmm. what I mean? it's that's what it's it, that's what makes it. I, I see it. It's so iconic, and it brings me immediately back to being eight years old in a toy aisle in a store yeah. in my hometown, and that means something. It, it, it stands for something. I mean, I know all kinds of people with all kinds of hobbies, and 
this is my passion and I want to be as good at this as I can be. And that's, that's why I try to keep reinventing how my involvement with the hobby is since the, the notebooks and custom card backs and then just collecting. Oh, you do a great job. I mean, I want to give you major props on your logo too. The, uh, the KG that you've got going with the Kenner oh, K and the general Mills G. I mean, the first time I saw that, I mean, just flashbacks of my childhood. I mean, you know, all I could think of, you know, is just eating cereal and watching movies. And, or, you know, I guess I couldn't watch the movies as a kid, you know, play watching cartoons. But, you know, and mom always bought me Cheerios because she wouldn't give me the sugar cereal. So I, I knew that G yeah. inside and out. Um, yeah, so that's, that's a great logo. And then yesterday I saw your business cards. Oh, man, sir. Like, <laughs> major props to you. Those are, those are beautiful. Thanks. Thanks. Yeah. Yeah, I'm a big fan of. I'll give I'll give them props because they deserve it. Uh, Moo.com, M-O-O.com. Yeah, yeah I've been wanting to order from them rock. for a while. Yeah. Yeah. And do they and, do uh, full they do scale ones or is it the short ones still? Yeah. No, they do full scale ones. They do a great job, and you know they they, they have so many uh, partnerships with other websites. Like you know about.me has a great deal right now where you know you, you sign up for an about.me account, which is free, and it basically it's it's like one site to rule them all, right? Mm-hmm. Yes. Uh, one big giant image, which is a great way to, to kind of focus on, you know, it's it's a brilliant startup. Have you ever done any research around them? Um, the brilliant startup, and and it allows you to put all your little icons for all the different social networks that you're on. But they offer um, 50 free Moo.com cards, and with your QR code on the back um, for free, wow. and you can get full scale full scale 50 free cards um, with the picture that you use for your site on the front and uh, a couple. You can put a couple uh, lines of copy on the back for your email address, or whatever, and it's it's great. Yeah, they do all kinds. Of, and I and when I launched the the the, note, the notebook site, I actually did postcards, and everybody who bought a notebook got a got a sort of a limited edition postcard. It's kind of a funky angle shot of, of the notebooks themselves, and kind of a meta approach to it, and uh, to to give away. And uh, the back of it says, "Greedo's not the only thing in Star Wars that's green," and uh, and because they're because they're all recyclable and. <laughs> Fantastic! It's, it's a nice touch. I think is is what I just said. Just the, the tie-in of the brands and the, uh, the 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 nod to all these things that we remember when we were younger is to, yeah, it's it's classic stuff. Have you ever um now I noticed on Twitter the other day or earlier on through the week you were looking at a Canadian Yoda, which was the of course the you know the tri logo or not tri logo tri text it was in the mm. new vintage collection. How far does your um, Star Wars action news? Uh, Arnie was always famous for his rule of three. At one point, he had a bit of a you know, which yep. was often discussed, and people were like, "How can you collect three of everything?" But um, <laughs> how do you kind of? And now I know you're collecting vintage collection now, but yep. where where do you draw the line, or is it just everything in the vintage car back, or no, which, what's your rules? Back. What's your rules? Yeah, I, and I have rules, which is great. Okay. And, and, and I, first of all, I mean, thank you for noticing all of the small nuances with the KG and things like that. Because, you know, I do it and I throw things out there and then you never imagine, like, even like just a conversation like tonight, it takes place, you know. And it's that serendipity that I, that I enjoy because I, I try not to hype too much. Um, but at the same time, I do have rules for a reason. And it's because it's a, it's about a focus. And, and, and I think that, you know, especially in social media today, it's it's easy to be, you know, pretty good at a lot of things as opposed to being really good at one thing mm-hmm. sure. and and that's that's where, where i kind of that's where my rules come from with the vintage side of things when i when i made the switch a couple of years ago and made the conscious decision i mean i literally purged i mean i literally 
removed 750 figures from my collection uh, in, in large sales. Um, you know, and, and it wasn't even heartbreaking. It was more of just like I'm making an, a conscious change here. Yeah. yeah. It, it, you know, and it's, it's weird when you go through that. But at the same time, it's like, no, I'm going to keep all my episode four figures. I'm going to keep those. There's, there's something for them down the road. And here we are with collectall21.com. Um, but what I started to do was I said, okay, I'm definitely going to collect just, uh, you know, I want to, I have my loose vintage collection. That's solid. Um, and I wanted to start building a, a carded vintage collection, but the one rule with the vintage card collection is I'm only collecting the character from the movie that it first appears in. So uh, for okay. example, for example, okay. I'm only collecting, you know, like I'm not going to get R2D2 on an empire strikes back card with the exception of the, with the sensor scope. Cause that, that, that was a different version of the figure mm-hmm. on the Empire Strikes Back card. But for example, I'm not going to get Darth Vader on a Return of the Jedi card. I'm not going to get uh, Greedo on a Return of the Jedi card. I'm going yeah. to, you know, so so that's it gets a little tricky in some places because <laughs> the the Boba, Fett, but it's also economically effective sometimes because the Boba Fett on a Star Wars card versus the Boba Fett on an Empire Strikes Back card is about a fifteen hundred dollar difference. Yeah, and so <laughs> you know, in, in U.S. dollars, so. Um, technically, yeah, in a special edition, Boba Fett is is um, in Star Wars, but I'm not touching that right now because we will come back to that later about special editions. <laughs> <laughs> um, so I'm I'm using the rule of no, the original version of the film didn't have Boba Fett, so therefore I'm going to buy the Empire Strikes Back version of Boba Fett and save myself fifteen hundred dollars when I do buy it. So, so there's there's some rules there, but so the, as far as a vintage. Uh, card back, and then of course I, I do uh, like to get the vintage playsets and vehicles in the original boxes, uh, and I have eh, probably about forty percent of those. So I, I get I like kind of I like them a little bit more beat up. You get them cheaper, and uh, they get a little bit more of a, you know, they've been not played with. I mean, the boxes themselves, you know, having a little dinged up, I think that, that brings a little bit of nostalgia back for them. Yeah, yeah. I did, kind did... of uh, yeah. Sorry, go ahead. No, no, go for it, go, Karen. I uh, I kind of. Uh, prioritized a few of my collectibles with the, with the vintage, with the true vintage. And, and actually, I actually want to try to get something on the table here. And I am really start, starting to try to build a trend here. Um, I'm classifying things, and you probably know where I'm going here a little bit, but I'm trying to classify things great. into. So I've had a hard time uh, denoting, oh, uh, the vintage collection and, and Hasbro and modern, modern vintage, which is an oxymoron. And but then it all kind of comes back to if you look at packaging today and you look at what's happening that Hasbro's putting out, it's you know it's Kenner, it's Kenner packaging, it's Kenner, yeah, yeah, because they bought the the Kenner brand. So what I'm d- classifying is when I talk about the old figures, uh, I'm calling those vintage Kenner. Mm-hmm. So vintage Kenner cards, vintage Kenner figures, vintage Kenner playsets and vehicles. Uh, what I'm calling the, the vintage collection, uh, which is fine that they chose to call it that, I, I'm, I'm classifying that as modern Kenner because that for me denotes clearly what is modern packaging versus what is vintage packaging because now they're coming out with vehicles and the modern Kenner packaging on the, you know, the, the Kenner packaging. And so you have to classify this in a different way. So that's, you'll hear me probably say that through the course of the conversation tonight. Oh, I think it's a great um, distinction and I, I hope it catches on thanks. because I mean, not only on our podcast, if we caught ourselves stumbling over, we'll like, the vintage vintage, you know, the old, old ones yeah. that we had when we were kids and all of this. And, you know, you know, vintage Kenner and modern Kenner, it, it makes a lot of sense. I mean, at least to us who know who Kenner is or what Kenner is, 
Although, Stephen, you're a little bit more of a Palatoy, which Palatoy was Europeans' well, version yeah, of Kenner? It was. It was the, the UK version, and, and France had Meccano, and Australia, I think, had, uh, I think it was called Hobby Toy or something. I can't remember what it was. But, um, yeah, Palatoy was, yeah, it was it. So there was no Kenner. But then suddenly at one point uh, in the early 80s, obviously there was imports coming through, cheaper imports, and suddenly Kenner was there. So it's a mixed bag for me, but I think Palatoy goes for even more money. Uh, than some of the Kenner ones because mm. they were obviously produced in less quantities, and, and that was actually the question I was going to ask you next. Was um, do you? I can see obviously you're into the card variants and, and getting that right card on the right film, etc. But the manufacturers, do you go in for the overseas variants of that? Try logos, etc. You know, I've 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 stayed away from those, and I, and I'll tell you the honest reason Clever why is <laughs> it's it's simply budget. Simply budget because I mean yeah if I I mean let's say you know oh unlimited you know people say if I had unlimited income I'd do this and that kind of thing I don't I don't know if I even would at that point because the, to me there's I, I get enough out of the one character on the one card mm-hmm. you know I'm not so much of a completist you know now with the with the modern Kenner that I'm collecting now I am a completist but it's about getting one of every of every version of the number mm-hmm. and yeah if is a if is a if is a photo variant. I definitely like to get those. Like, there's one that people don't talk about much, for an example, is when Luke Jedi came out in the Return of the Jedi Wave 3 line last year. Mm-hmm. He came out, he originally, originally came out in Jabba's Palace. The picture is in him in Jabba's Palace. That's right. I think that was and, the one that I had gotten. Um, and it was in the first sort of case run, and, and I, it's, you know, in a lot of these situations, I've had to keep buying them through, you know, like comic book shops and resellers and that type of thing and not really finding them in the stores, but... You know, I got the Good Morning Guard, and then and that one, and then like right after, like immediately after, I, I'm walking in like Walmart, and I see him. He's in the Endor capture, and I'm like, okay, now I'm confused. No one talked about this. It's not even online yet. Why is this figure out? Why is there two? I'm like, I grabbed it. Uh, I actually ended up giving it away to someone else because I have that one as the Revenge of the Jedi figure, so I don't really need Return of the Jedi, <laughs> Endor capture, Revenge of the Jedi, Jedi capture, and, and then the Jabba's Palace one. So the Jabba Palace one is the, and I'm looking at it right now. It's I have all my figures on my wall here. Um, and the Jabba's Palace Jedi Knight is the one that, to me, is the it's the first one. It's the true one, and it differentiates itself enough from the Revenge and the Return Endor Capture one. So I don't need all three. I just I have the two because I did buy the Comic Con set. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean you you lucked out with with since you're a one oh. of every number collector with that little uh, Salacious Crumb and uh, Mouse Droid number yeah. debacle that they did. Yeah, that did not make a lot of collectors happy. No. I don't blame them. No, I don't don't either. I mean, I don't fall into that category, but I could see where that would piss you off. I mean, I went to (laughs) Comic-Con, and I couldn't get one of those sets. Wow. Wow. Yeah. Um, Yeah, I was was one of those guys that was up at 5 a.m. when Hasbro put them on sale about a week after the con. Uh And I think there may be a couple hundred available, and and I I lucked out, and I even had a coupon, which a lot of people are going to be mad at me for saying that right now, but... (laughs) I, I got the whole thing for like $113, and I think they're like, what? Yeah, that's um, awesome. But, you know, I was up all night, and just because that's just the yeah. equivalent of being up at Target at 6 a.m. when you know there's going to be an exclusive that day. I mean, yeah. Oh, no, you're you you're definitely it. dedicated and organized and working hard. I mean, you posted a list the other day on one of these Facebook groups of uh, of the lists of characters that have come out and ones that are coming out and ones that we would like to come out. And you had all these little asterisks and keys and things. And I've read it twice and I still don't quite fully understand it, but man, more power to you, dude. That was awesome. Thanks. Uh, you know, that, that was, it, it's one of those weird things. That was a boring, that was, I was bored on a Wednesday. 
Yeah. And I don't know what's happening right now. I'm kind of hitting this critic. It's like the tipping point and critical mass tipping, hitting at the same time with all of this, because it's like, I don't collect modern, but I collect modern because it's vintage. But for all this vintage stuff it's not right now, but I like vintage. I like the, the original vintage. And, uh, you know, vintage Kennedy, I mean, screwed up my own terms right now. Yeah. Um, I like, you know, the vintage Kenner, but that's on hold right now because I'm doing the modern Kenner. But I and then like, OK, I got to get organized. And then I put out this article and then they, everybody goes, I don't get it. I'm like, you know what? <laughs> I totally get that you don't get it. So then I did the Cliff Notes version, which is just look what's just look at the items in bold. Yeah. And yeah, they yeah. Go, oh, I totally get that. Yeah. <laughs> and so so now I'm using it as poll questions because I can pull from that list and say if they were to complete the last whatever like 40 if they if there's like 40 characters left that came out in the original 92 or 96 the debate's fresh on that one mm-hmm. that if they were to reprint you know you know they would they could finish it up and i don't know if they're going to do it or not and and it'd be interesting to see because you know it could be a part two to collect all 21 if that's the case but anyway <laughs> um the, the the opportunity is is there and and so now what's nice is i can take like the movies and say okay from star wars here are the ones that are left what would you, you know, I'm throwing poll questions out there now saying, what would you like to, to see? And I think that's getting exciting for people. And, and I, I'm hoping to God that, that Daryl DePriest and maybe some of these guys at Hasbro and on his team are on Facebook and paying attention to this stuff. Because as, as somebody who produces content for a big company on social media, I keep an eye out to the community on yeah. just what we sell. Mm-hmm. And I think it's important. I, and, and, and so, you know, I don't know if we had anything directly contributing to this whole resurgence in vintage. With the podcast back at Star Wars Action News and just the conversations in the hallway at, at Comic Con, but I think there's that momentum there that you're building, and, and if you're part of it, it doesn't matter really where it's coming from or where it started. That you're fueling the fire, yeah. And I think that that's key to what we do as collectors because it's it's the equivalent of fans bringing back television shows that get canceled for no reason. I agree, but I think it would be a shame if companies like Hasbro aren't paying attention to those things because it's such an outlet. Um, uh, 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 um, an asset for them. I mean, they can literally find out what's in the pulse of collectors, and uh, if they're not oh, taking they advantage they of that, shame on them. I think they do. I mean, I think some of the, from an Asian perspective where I'm here now, uh, even some of the guys in Hasbro I've spoken to and met here at cons and things and, and shows, and they, they've told us, no, no, we do. We we, we watch videos. We, we've seen your site. We've seen this site. We've seen, they read them. That They're fans too. A lot of them, they're, they're big, big fans of the movies as well. So, I don't know how much influence that can actually give them on what gets produced and or right. because, again, there's the other marketing factors. There's money, there's budgets, yep. and so forth. But I think that they're definitely reading it. They do. And we know, for example, that people uh, in Hasbro read Rebel Scum and some of the larger sites out there. So um, I, I think I think Rebel Scum had, had some seri- has some serious influence. And I don't know if that's going to be more or less now with sort of Dan Curdo's departure. I don't sure. really know the relationship there. But I, I did, I'll did. i say this. I did see a lot at Comic-Con. I, I had, when, the, when I was there around that these groups of people, specifically we were kind of hanging out uh, outside the San Diego Toys R Us for Midnight Madness for the Clone Wars toys in 2008. That's when we are all talking. Mm-hmm. And Daryl, I, I will share this with, with, with you guys and, and with, and with the listeners, because I think it's, it was a lot of insight that I got that it kind of made a lot of sense from that other marketing factor perspective. Daryl was very clear about, there are three, as, three, three facets to his team over at Hasbro. And he gets to do the sort of the fun stuff. He, he sort of, he fights for the collectors. He fights for the users, so to speak. Mm-hmm. And um, he's the one who is going to push and, and kick and scream for things like, you know, Yarna and, you know, Ice <laughs> Maker Man 
and those types of things. And at the time, you know, that that was okay to say, but now we're like, oh boy, that backfired. Um, but there are a lot of other good figures, <laughs> at least at the states. Here, those are, those are the peg warmers. But there yeah, are a lot yeah. of good figures, like Doctor Evazon and, and things like that. I, I I think it's fair to say that that Daryl is the one fighting for those obscure characters that people really want made mm. and, and seen. And I, I'm kind of hoping he's the one seeing you know, what, I, what I'm doing, what we're doing out there in, in the conversations. The other team members are definitely supporting sort of like the, the greatest hits and the movie heroes. And the, there's a core of like eight figures that they say always sell, yeah. you know, solidly the most. And I think we all know what they are. Mm-hmm. You know, it's the Anakin, the, the Obi-Wan, the Luke's, the Boba Fett, the Stormtroopers, the Darth, you know, and, that, and, and a few others, uh, Jango Fett, things like that. And and so they're always going to make those. And, and I think that's good from one perspective because it always keeps the line going. We'll yep. always have a Star Wars figure on the shelves for the foreseeable future, mm-hmm. unlike, you know, the dark times between 85 and 1994. <laughs> uh, and I think that's important, you yeah. know. And, 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 the, and then there's this other aspect of, new lines and new shows and new content being produced. So that's the where the Clone Wars comes in and things like that. Yeah. Yeah. And I think that having those basic figures are, you know, really important to have too. I mean, it, as somebody who has all of them already, it's frustrating sometimes, but I mean, there was, there was a gap from about 2000 to 2007 where I wasn't buying figures, you know, that I'd really been turned off by that whole power of the force two line. And then mm. it was, uh, the 30th anniversary wave was out and I was, I was like, Oh, I should get a couple of these for my nephew for Christmas. And I picked up one of those shock troopers at the time. And, uh, and my, my wife, uh, uh, now ex-wife, but she uh, she was like, oh, we already got him a whole bunch of stuff. You know, you like Star Wars toys. Why don't you go ahead and open it? And I opened it, and it was, you know, that was the new super articulated one with 15 points of articulation. And I was like, oh, crap. Um, yeah, it's on again. And I just went out. I just went nuts. And I've been buying figures like crazy since then. And, you know, and I had to, you know, I had to get a Darth, and I had to get a Luke and Stormtroopers and all of that. And thankfully, eBay was around, um, and I was able to do that. Um, and coming back to Regal Scum, this is one point I wanted to touch on, uh, their photo archive that Dan Curto was doing. I mean, that was, you know, uh, that That's and Sith Lord 229 were my, like, you know, if it was a figure I wanted, yeah. I would go look it up there. I'd go look at the reviews online. And, uh, and I'm a little disappointed now that Curto's not doing the photos anymore. Um, I mean, his name is, uh, Rich yeah. Atlot, uh, I think his name is, he's doing the photos now and the photos look great, but he doesn't have those breakdowns of the articulation that, uh, and that uh, Curto used to do, and honestly, that was the biggest selling point for me on those. Um, yeah. And so I'm a little saddened by that. But yeah, um, bringing it back around, I, I I totally agree that on Hasbro that you know we do got to keep those those figures there because you get little kids that are just starting, you get collectors mm-hmm. like I just said who get back into it, um, and all that stuff. But every time we go to the store, my daughter wants a Darth Maul. I'm like, you already have like I don't know, seventeen. You don't need. <laughs> <laughs> no, not not true. I don't want to come across like I spoil my daughter, but you get the point. It's like you already have two. Yeah, like you don't need. And she's not going to turn around to me like I I would I would you know put her through college today if she turned around and said, "But daddy, I need the soft goods one." Like <laughs> I know that's not going to come out of her mouth. Yeah, <laughs> but yeah, it's it's, she... it's it's something that that she loves. How do you deal with the? Um, I think like both of us, all of us here, we um, the dark times was bad, and like quit, I kind of went away from collecting as well, and other things in life came around and then yeah 30th anniversary collection and this you know refreshed realistic look at it and that collection to me was actually one of my favorites so the, the uh, equipment that came with some of the figures the accessories things like um hermy odal a very bizarre unusual very ugly massive piece of plastic by hasbro 
very unlikely to see that again, I think, on a vintage card. How do you deal with or do you give in to some of the, oh, my God, this is an amazing figure, and it can be anything mm-hmm. in that line, for example, or, or do you just stick to your rule? Do, does your rules absolutely stay fast? Well, right now they do um, from a vintage perspective. Okay. So, so it, it was easy for me. It was easy for me um, up until about a year and a half ago. To it was it was a no brainer. If it was the core collection, it was whatever, whatever that line was that year. I would I would be a completist and I would get them all. And mm-hmm. so, like, and and 2007 was no exception. So, um, up until the up until the, the the great purge of 2010, um, <laughs> I uh, I had everything. And I and here's the thing too. I kept I kept all my Macquarie figures exclusive and yep. regular mm-hmm. and i kept uh, a few of my, of my favorite uh figures from the from the 20th the 30th anniversary collection but from a from a vintage perspective you know whether it be obviously vintage kenner or more importantly modern kenner mm-hmm. um you know i if if he come if, if hermie Odie was to come out on a return of the jedi vintage card back in part of this line i'd buy it uh but as far as you know another vintage figure coming out on a different kind of card back, say like, you know, next year's Yoda's packaging or something like that. If it's episode four, yeah, and it's never been made before, I'd probably pick it up. because mm-hmm. um, I'll cause I'll use it for but I'll open it and use it for something else. Sure, probably because sure. I, I think I have a feeling that when once I get through these first twenty one figures for um on the Star Wars card back, I could I may be doing the same thing for Empire and Return of the Jedi, in which case I'd have to go back and buy a few of the figures I got rid of, but that's okay. Uh, and Hermione <laughs> might the make the might make the sure, uh, sure, the, sure. the the custom card back uh, project. Uh, and but I might just choose some others because I there is something about you know I like the fact that it's I'm being very specific with it's it's been produced by Hasbro, so I don't have to create a, a figure or a kit batch of figure. I'm not good at that. I'm not I'm not a 3D guy. I'm a 2D guy. Mm-hmm. I'm really good at 2D design. I can't. I'm not really good at 3D design, but so the figure has to be there for me to take it the rest of the way. Um, but if it's you know, it has to be a figure that was not on a not produced in this line, which is kind of the reason why I made that list the other night too, because I wanted to see where this was going mm-hmm. and what I might have to plan for if it doesn't work out the way I expect it to. Mm. Indeed. Um, Look, I think we could be here all night asking you questions. <laughs> no, <it's okay. laughs> no, think, no worries, no worries. There's more I think we want to ask, you, and I think we will throughout the show. But um, sure. what, unless you get anything else, will we move on? And we'll, or, or you want to ask anything else specifically? What? Or, um, God, no, not at the moment. I mean, I, I do, no. but we'll we'll come back to it. I'm sure. We'll long, long answer to one of the questions, really quick, was yeah. the the rules on the modern vintage collection. Is I am doing one of each one. Mm-hmm. And if it's a car, if it's a photo variant uh, on the same figure mm-hmm. on the card back, it is getting bought. If it's a paint variant, it's hit or miss. It's it's luck of the draw on that one. Mm. Yeah. So I that like was rules. I do like your rules, but I I can't see myself standing there in a Toys R Us and going, but I can't because it's a reprint on in person. I just I'd have a fucking breakdown. Well, it's well, I just buy it anyway. Yeah, <laughs> I like that rule. That's a good rule. Well, look, there's uh, loads. We'll come, we'll, Kevin, please hang around and, and talk amongst us, and I'm sure we'll have loads of questions for you. But uh, uh, some other bits and pieces have been happening this week, and, and what this was one that you picked up on was um, Lucas is giving up on building in Marin County, I guess. Yeah, this is news it, is – yeah, it's, it, it, it's actually about two weeks old now. Um, and, uh, you know, he had been wanting to build um, – oh, crap, and I can't even remember the name. It's, it's in Lucas Valley, um, 
which, by the way, the na- the valley is not named after him. Uh, it just he, you know, he wanted to be Please. a Marin. There was a Lucas Valley with lots of property. He bought property there, um, and that's where Skywalker Ranch is. And now, Big Rock uh, is where animation studio that they've set up there for the Clone Wars and other projects. Uh, but there's another one he wanted to do, and it's called Grady Ranch, and it's down the road a little ways. And I'm not sure. I- I'm not sure if he owns the property at the moment. I'm, I, I don't know. We'll, we've got a few articles here that we'll link to in the show notes uh, if anybody wants to read up on it. But the uh, the city or the county of Marin, uh, they turned him down. They didn't want him to build it. They were worried it was going to bring in more traffic and all kinds of other just different things. Um, and it, it's a real shame. Uh, and they they vetoed it or turned it down. And so he and it was in debate for a long time. And he finally said, no, you know what? Fine. This is too much of a headache. I'm not even going to bother anymore. And, uh, then there was a, there was a few days where other cities, which Oakland, and I'm fond of Oakland because I lived there for quite a time. They were like, Hey, you know, if Marin doesn't want you, Hey, come on over here. And, uh, I thought that was great. (laughs) And, uh, and now suddenly there's a, a backlash and Marin is sort of like, um, Maybe we do want this here. I, I think we messed up because uh, now they're thinking of putting uh, low-income housing there, and which is really odd mm-hmm. for Marin because Marin is sort of the the blue blood of the Bay Area. Uh, they uh, they kind of turn their nose up at at, at the rest. That I, I'm sort of judging here a little bit, but uh, but uh, no, Lucas, we, we, yeah, Lucas really does add an mountains. asset to to Marin. Um, I mean, I've been to Skywalker Ranch a few times and it's, it's gorgeous. I mean, the way they develop everything is just, you know, it's, it looks untouched and yet it's state of the art, everything there. And, uh, and yet it just looks like it's in this beautiful natural environment. And I couldn't see why they would even think to turn him down in the first place, but that's sort of the debate. I'm not sure where it stands at the moment, whether he's going to rethink it and possibly build there or if he's kind of had it and just kind of thought that was too much. Um, yeah, it's a real bummer. I, I kind of hate to see it. It seems like mm. George has been getting kind of crapped on quite a bit in the last few years. Um, you know, yeah. with, with the, you know, he gets a lot of hate from everything and, and I've criticized him in the past, but I do want to take a moment and I'm sure all of us would agree here that I want to send George a big thank you for everything that he's done. Uh, because, God, it's had a huge influence on my life and obviously on both of your lives, too. Um, so, yeah, thank you, George Lucas. <laughs> I don't know whether we're maybe a little bit too late, and I, and I agree with you, too. I mean, the man's yeah. – we wouldn't be here if it wasn't for him, I think, talking yeah. about this. But, um, yeah, he really seems to have had a panning in the last couple of years, and I think quite rarely he's he's getting really pissed off with it. And um, uh, TMZ, I think we talked about in the show a couple of weeks ago or a month ago, was the um, – they were really trying to – nab him as he came out of a restaurant with his family or his wife and uh you know are you making another star wars george and he's like no go away kind of you know and he's, he's a little bit grumpy so um he's like i'm retired yeah exactly <laughs> all this kind of stuff and um but you never know you never know with that guy and uh i think films like uh, red tails which i'm never going to see i know you did what um yeah i just enjoyed it it wasn't great but i enjoyed it yeah, but even just, I mean, that kind of thing, trying to get the movies that he was passionate about out there, um, it is a little sad that unless it's got Star Wars on it these days, people potentially aren't really giving, you know, too much money towards. Yeah. But, uh, yeah, I don't blame him for being a little bit grumpy, but um, he is the maker. Thank the maker. That's for sure. <laughs> yeah. Um, look, Clone Wars uh, is a show I'm sure we all watch, and I'm sure you watch, Kevin, with your uh, with your daughters. Um, yes. I take it. Are they, are they big fans, are they? Or are they... 
Yeah, my, my daughter, uh, she uh, she just, it's actually, we've gotten into almost a, a ritual screening almost every weekend. Um, and and so she's she's really getting into the beginning of the Clone Wars. I have them all on uh, iTunes. Mm-hmm. And uh, she she really en- enjoys it. She she likes Jar Jar, and that's that that that's definitely. I'm seeing firsthand what that demographic was all about in that decision. <laughs> um, so we were just like, she wanted a Jar Jar card. We were going through some of my my cards the other day, and she's like, uh, I want to I want a Jar Jar card for a bookmark in her book. And uh, so she's she likes it, and and I think even though some of the themes are a little, um, you know, I mean, it is military. It's war. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, she's six going on 27, um, so she's <laughs> six, going, six going on seven. And, uh, so she's, she's doing okay with it and it, it's a good show. Uh, definitely likes Yoda. Definitely likes some of the, the more kid based themes of the value based themes. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's a, I suppose you, you get to collect the Clone Wars figures through her, I guess, as well. It's a, she's got a few. Yeah. She's, she loves yeah. Asajj Ventress, which is interesting to me. Wow. Uh, yeah. She's a big fan. And uh, I, I think she likes uh, you know, strong, powerful women. And you know what? Good, yeah. good bully for her. So that's great. Fantastic. Well, what you mentioned as well, this was the uh, screening, I think, or the, the preview of um, the season five trailer, I think. And, and Anna Graves, uh, who plays the part of Duchess Satine, was posting on Facebook, if I'm right. Yeah, well, I, I was scrolling through Facebook this morning, and I saw that uh, Stephen Stanton, who uh, we had on the show a little while back, uh, who's a great ambassador for uh, for Star Wars these days, uh, voice of yeah. Tarkin on the Clone Wars, and uh, he had gone to some, some event last night and got to see the Season 5 trailer, and there was some other stuff going on, I guess, but he's really excited about the Season 5 trailer. Um, I did a bunch of Googling. I don't think it's out there for the rest of us yet, so yeah. we'll have to wait patiently. And then uh, a couple posts down, uh, Anna Graves, who uh, um, who's recently got onto Facebook, and hopefully we can get her on the show here at some point, but she does the mm-hmm. voice of Duchess Satine and a few others. Um, yeah, she posted some really cool photos of uh, her and some of the other folks uh, in the studio uh, recording some uh, some more Clone Wars stuff. So it's, you know, we all knew it was in the works, but it's nice to see, you know, evidence that things are happening. So, yeah, yeah. I'm excited. Yeah, definitely, and we, um, without a doubt, I think everything's heading towards that mythical marketing point or synergy, as we talked about last week uh, on the show with um, Celebration in Florida this year. Mm-hmm. Uh, I can imagine that it'll be around about that time it'll be premiered and released, and I'm so sure we're going to get Battlefront 3 released at that time as well, and all sorts of other goodies and uh, announcements, I'm sure by Hasbro and others. But um, someone else who's, um, I mean, frankly... Forget Collectol 21, because the next guy, I think, has Collectol, I don't know, several thousand and one uh, figures. <laughs> uh, Steve Sansweet is, um, as we know, kind of slightly retired, but is, is looking after Rancho Obi-Wan, this new charitable venture, uh, which just, I, have, I can't believe none of us have been there yet, or have we? Kevin, have you been? Uh, you know, I have not been there, but one of my pieces is in there. Cool. Oh, wow. Which one yeah, is that? He, uh, he, uh... I, I might get myself in trouble with this one, but it's worth it. Okay. Uh, <laughs> um, Don't worry. Nobody he, listens he to the show. No. <laughs> <laughs> okay. It's only uh, it'll, be, it'll be the one time that they... Um, so uh, he actually bought a piece from me when I was doing a little bit of the purging uh, a year or two ago. And I couldn't believe it was he who bought it because uh, I had talked to him a couple times at Comic-Con and things like that. Um, and he, I had a... It was the mail-away George Lucas... 
Hasbro figure from mm-hmm. one of the actually the unvintage card deck. Mm-hmm. Um, and but my version had a little letter tied to it that was to Hasbro employees. And I have a close friend who works for Hasbro, and she was nice enough to uh, give me that. I already had the figure, and I kind of heard through the grapevine that it was something that, um, you know, uh, collectors would like. And even I, I wasn't a Hasbro collector. I mean, sorry, I, I wasn't a Hasbro employee, so I, I felt it was kind of okay. I did ask her if she would be okay with me, you know, um, you know selling it. Uh, to make some extra money, and she said, "Sure." But uh, lo and behold, uh, of all people who bought it, it was Steve Sansweeney. I think it was because of the letter that uh, came along with the figure. It was the exact same box, exact same figure mm-hmm. that you got in the mail away. It just had this this other um, on on Hasbro letterhead uh, letter tied to it. Wow! It was very, very mad <laughs> himself. So I put a little spy cam in the box, and so I can <laughs> pull up that red cap. <laughs> Oh, oh, wait, I may have uh, said oh. too much. Uh, and at night you catch Steve streaking through the Obi-Wan, or the Rancho Obi-Wan. <laughs> <laughs> no! Actually, I have a whole YouTube channel of Steve Streak <laughs> Well, finally, since they've changed the charity and they've uh, uh, set up their own website and stuff, which, again, it just it blows me away. We can now actually get in to see Steve Sansweet's collection. And if you've ever picked up any of these books, uh, Steve's Thousand and One Collectibles, I think it is, uh, which is just a bizarre book. There's some stunning, bizarre, odd pieces in there. Uh, and some of these other books uh, showing some of uh, Kenner figures as well, as well as the new one, which is coming out later on in, in August as well for Celebration. I've got another um, one of his, too, called the, the Archive or something, and it's this great That's right, that's book. right, the Action Figure Archive, isn't it? No, it's not. It's just, uh, it's just Star Wars. No, it's it's just Star Wars memorabilia. I mean, it's got it's got iron-on transfers and old ticket stubs and all these reproductions that's of all right. kinds it's of the stuff. The Vault as The Vault, well, that's yeah, right. That's what vault. it is. Yeah, he's done a pile yeah, of books. But uh, yeah, so the, go for it, the, Kevin. Uh, the, um, yeah, his uh, Star Wars action figure archive, which which uh, Steve, you were just mentioning that, uh, it was um, it really a, a big, you know before I was able to pick up the Kellerman book, it was all I really had as a reference tool way yeah. back in the day. Mm. Uh, then the Kellerman book came out, and that became sort of the, my Bible for vintage. I have a story about that later. But um, that new book that Steve is coming out with right now in the, in the fall, I, I'm really looking forward to that because I'm, I, I kind of have a theory real quick on that. I think that that book is going to encapsulate everything, obviously, to date. I think it's going to encapsulate the end of uh, the vintage collection, the what I call the modern Kenner line. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, I think he's going to have inside track on even if the figures are still coming out when that book comes out towards the end of the year. I think that's going to encapsulate the end of that line mm. uh, in that book. That's a theory. No, um, I agree. And that's why I'm getting ready to see what's going to happen after. And am I going to have to create my own figures from there or what's going to happen? <laughs> I kind of never want it to go away, but they are breaking their own rules. They're breaking the 60. They're breaking 100. Who knows where it could go, I guess. Yeah. Well, they did say at one point they would take a break and it would return, so we know that it will return maybe 2014 or something, but uh, okay. you're right. I, th- I think you're right. It's definitely um, uh, it's coming to an end. We know that without yeah. a doubt, which is sad, but yeah, look, it's marketing. It's money. They've got to bring this thing back, that's for sure. Definitely. They're uh, selling. I mean, look, yeah, look, yeah. we're talking about it. There's separate websites about it. There's separate Facebook groups about that line. I don't see many Facebook groups about the Clone Wars line. You know, well, it, it says something. Yeah. Well, as the Clone Wars continues to to personally just delve into just cheap kind of you know dollar Statues. shop toys, <laughs> yeah, it's uh, yeah the vintage is where the kind of real 
I guess beauty in toys is because of the the quality and the the, the design and the articulation and so forth. But uh, hopefully, the book that Steve's putting out there to kind of bring it back to that. Um, I, I'm hoping the book kind of gets into that detail. It's a good example that Whit brought up about Dan Curto's uh, reports on the on the photo archives there on Rebel Scum. I I think if if this book that Steve's putting out kind of gets to that level of detail with some of the you know in comparing old to new. Um, I, I think it'll it'll rejuvenate you know that appreciation. Yeah, it needs to be a reference tool. I mean, like like John Kellerman's book. I think that that's where it, it, it kind of works on a lot of different levels. Where here's all of the figures for anybody who's just getting into it. Um, it's a good reference point, and then you know obviously it just builds that collector community even further. Yeah. Well, May the Fourth is uh, May the Fourth be with you is the kind of uh, thing that really everyone's jumped onto from a marketing point in the last. Several years, really. Uh, Lego, Sideshow, you name it. Everyone's jumping onto this now, this opportunity. And there's loads of little freebies. We've got a few coming up. But uh, one other one that Steve Sansweet has is uh, you literally just have to join the uh, Rancho Obi-Wan um, mailing list. And you can become a, a, what they've called here uh, an initiate membership uh, of this uh, new kind of club that they've got. So really simple kind of entry point. All you got to do is sign up. So we'll have a link in the show notes where you can go along and do that. But uh, you got to do it uh, by May 5th. Otherwise, there will be no fourth with you. Uh, and that, that was a bad joke, but never mind. Um, <laughs> moving on swiftly, unless you guys have got anything else on that one. I don't know if you get a chance to see it. There was um, a fan film made uh, by uh, a bunch of French uh, guys and girls out there. And the, the ones which I always remember from years ago, things like Troops, uh, and there's some real classics out there over time. Uh, uh, Pink Five, is it? I think that was one of the, the one which was getting a, a, another sequel recently. Uh-huh. Um, but this one was made by a bunch of uh, French guys, and they have really taken this, the Old Republic, to a completely uh, new level. And if you get a chance, watch it. But it's, um, what do you think of the uh, Old Republic, uh, Kevin? Are you a fan of that and or what it's doing towards figures and games, the expanded universe kind of stuff? Um, well, it's a, I'm coming at it from a couple of directions because, you know, I am sort of an online geek, that kind of a thing. Sure. And so I do like my life the way it is, so therefore I have not opted to play the game. Because <laughs> <laughs> I've heard that you lose, uh, you're starting with your family, you lose pretty much everything down to, you know, your computer and your, and your yeah. fingers. <laughs> um, when that trailer came out for The Old Republic and the characters, I was completely blown away. I, I almost felt like that, that three-minute trailer for the game was better than all the prequels combined. Yeah. yeah. And, and that kind of gives you a sense about how I feel about the prequels from a <laughs> storyline standpoint. Mm-hmm. Uh, but the, there was something about it that would really compel me. I'm like, ooh, that's going to be kind of good. But at the same time, I'm not a WoW guy. I'm not, a, I'm not an online multiplayer online kind of guy so i have seen the culture i've been around the culture i respect the people who play it mm-hmm. um but from, from a character standpoint i think it's great that they're in, incorporating into like the the modern kenner vintage line and um I, it's uh, the whole darth malgus thing i mean i'm kind of a little bummed that they short they're, they're short packing him and short producing you know or saying at least the rumors are saying that they it's short packed and it's short uh run you know and i don't think that that's necessarily fair um, and, and they're using that character as sort of a it's making it's it's giving a little bit more uh, how's the word, what's the word I wanted um, special privilege to the character itself to maybe then give the game itself more credibility. Oh. I don't know if that's the best way to go. Sort of um, making him a chase figure or something. 
the hard one yeah, to find like, that oh, line. So cool that he's too cool to be on too many card backs. It's like, <laughs> wait, let's not take it too far here. Yeah. Uh, but it's a great figure. I mean, there's obviously it's almost like it really from a visual. I mean, again, I'm a visual guy. Corey's a, a big part of, of my Star Wars love. And to have a, a character from the old Republic that clearly is influencing is clearly influencing um, Vader and mm-hmm. his, the mechanics yeah, of yeah, Vader yeah. himself. It's it's neat to have that. Mm-hmm. Definitely. Yeah, I think they've done a neat way. I mean, I'm not a gamer at all. It, you know, I like you. You know, I respect the culture. I get it because I'm online all the time, and I have friends who are into it. I understand the jokes and all that. But I, you know, I, I waste time enough on other things. I don't need to get involved with that. I totally. You know, I saw those trailers and was just like, "This looks amazing." You know, why don't they make movies like this and uh, and and this live action fan film that Steven posted? I mean, I my internet connection here is really slow, so I didn't have time to watch all of it before because it's streaming. Watching a YouTube video takes forever for me, but uh, yeah, I got through about a minute of it, and they've recreated that that Alderaan trailer uh, with the troops, you know, coming down the hillside and the lightsaber battles and they've done it in live action and the first minute and a half of it looked great. I can't wait to see the other five minutes of it uh, later on tonight. That's uh, very slick. It's yeah. very slick. And you, you got to appreciate again, I mean, look, I think both like Whit and, and all the love and passion he puts into websites and distracted by Star Wars over the years, yourself, Kevin, all, all the, the, the love and passion and money, you know, that we've all put in and, and through everything that we all do. And then when you get to see some of these guys as well who, you know, take time of their lives to get equipment and costumes and lighting and makeup and hair and shooting it. And, you know, it's just uh, it blows me away the passion that uh, people have for Star Wars. And and you do hope that people like Hasbro and all these manufacturers really almost you kind of want them to appreciate it even more as much as we do. And I think some of them do. But I guess we got to remember it is a business. It's got to be profitable. But um mm-hmm. There's just so much love out there for Star Wars. There really is. And it doesn't seem to go away. So um, even if there's prequels or whatever they may be, it just gives us more discussion, I think, and, and keeps it all alive. That's for sure. One thing that sort of inspired the title for this one, you know, the three of us having grown up <laughs> Star Wars, is these days, I mean, I you know, I see all these kids, especially on Tumblr. I mean, I, I can't even search the Tumblr tag or the tag Star Wars on Tumblr anymore because there's, there's just so much noise um, yeah. on there. But, I mean kids are going crazy over this stuff these days. I mean, I see Boba Fett helmets everywhere. Everybody's got a Star Wars t-shirt. Everybody's got a Stormtrooper keychain or something like that. And there's a part of me that's like, ah, you damn kids, you don't know what it was like to go through the dark times of the late 80s and all of that. (laughs) But at the same time, it doesn't matter. I mean, just to see the the passion and the excitement and all of that, I mean, uh, it's, it's really cool. I mean, and there's, you know, there is that sort of, sort of jaded, Star Wars hipster, old grumpy man kind of mentality sometimes, but then I sort of have to push that back and be like, no, you know, they love it for different reasons, but they still love it, um, and I think it's really cool. Well, you're right. It's, it's kind of the way that um, I mean, this thing is what 35ish years old now. It's yeah. you know, it's. Uh... I think all that's happened is it's splintered. It's went from that bunch of people who watched it at that time and grew up with it, and then, as you said, there was nothing, the dark times. Mm-hmm. And then prequels came, and so it begun, it's begun to kind of splinter the audience and the people who participate. And Yeah, but you're right. At the end, it doesn't really matter. It's all Star Wars. It's uh, And we've came this full way around, this vintage vintage or vintage modern, and <laughs> it, it's, all, it's retro now, actually, I think. That, that's what it is. It's uh, retro cool. I think this is why the kids love it. Yeah, but, uh, mm-hmm. especially those old Marvel hey. comics. Those are very retro. I know. I, yeah, they're so <laughs> cool. They really are. 
Jackson, yep. that's another issue, but there we go. <laughs> there's a, it's interesting because, you know, there's a definitely a trend in pop culture right now, I think it's fair to say that a lot of the, there's not, not a lot of new ideas. These are being rebooted. A lot of the, you know, all this fanfare from the 80s and 70s is coming. Mm-hmm. I mean, I'm, all, I'm just waiting for them to come out with, like, you know, $6 million Man 2.0, the series. Yeah. <laughs> that'll, be, that'll be next year or something. I think they even tried it with Bionic Woman and it failed and that kind of stuff. Um, oh, that's but, right. I forgot about that. Yeah. Yeah, remember that? Yeah. yeah. I think they only come out with Knight Rider, like, 17 more reboots. But, you know, we'll see what happens there. Um, but there's something interesting, and I have another theory that, you know, when they come out with something with Star Wars – it's almost like Star Wars has kind of permeated itself into the popular culture of the kids nowadays. Because yeah, I call them the kids, yeah, uh, because there are but there are kids, and I think that because they see that their parents, you know, have a love for it, but it's actually not something like, oh, my dad likes Star Wars; he's such a tool, you know. It's, it's actually because, and I think the reason why is because if you look at it, and, and I think George Lucas did make, and I know he had at least something to do with it. I think he made a good decision a few years ago to start laughing at himself and not take this thing so seriously. Mm-hmm. Um, I think it started with Family Guy and then obviously Robot Chicken. I think those were the two tests that mm-hmm. they did. Yep. Um, and, and then it's evolved into, like, you know, you write down to greeting cards and, and a few other things. I mean, in some cases, I think they're taking it too far. I think Connect Star Wars is, is definitely one step too far with the dancing. Uh, the dancing Han Solo. And I still don't that. think that's as bad as the uh, the dancing stormtroopers at Disneyland. That really kind of chaps yeah. my hide a little bit. I will not. Po- People send me those videos for DBSW all the time, and I will not yeah. post any of those videos on my blog. Yeah. Like those just yeah. make well, my skin it, crawl. At least they're real. The uh, the Kinect Star Wars just made. Oh God! I just thought no, no. But anyway, <laughs> that's no anyway. No mind. I do have to say, I cannot wait to get drunk with a friend and play that one night. I don't have a Kinect, so I don't do that. But, you know, I look forward to going over to a friend who has that and, you know, tossing a few shots back and doing the Han Solo. I can just feel Ralph McQuarrie turning in his grave, just, no, no, what are you doing? (laughs) But I I think that the, you know, there's there's definitely a a humorous level, a self-deprecating humor happening around the the culture right now and i think that actually is sustaining it to a certain degree because you're right for folks like like uh, there are people at work who don't like star wars but they you can tell there's a respect when they come by my office and they see a bunch of vintage vehicles on the on the on the on the uh bookshelf at least it's something you know it's like wow that's really cool like my dad had that when he was a kid and that kind of stuff and he Mm -hmm. still has it now and you know for the some of the younger people that i work with but at the same time it's like you know, it, it's a conversation starter. It's a conversation piece. I think it, it creates a welcoming environment. And, you know, everybody to this day, it, you know, still points and, and or, you know, nuts <laughs> their father and says, hey, look at the guy. He's got a Stormtrooper bobblehead on his on his uh, Nissan Juke. And it's not like, hey, they're putting, hey, look at that guy. It's they, They're like, that, that's cool. They like it. And they think it's funny. I can totally and, relate uh, to that, too, because I just moved to a little small town here in Northern California. And, you know, I'm... I don't know anybody, literally. I mean, I know the realtor who sold the house, and that's all I know in town. And so the last week or so, I've tried to make a point, you know, going downtown, hang out at a coffee shop a little bit, go down to a local bar or something, have a bar or beer in the evening. And so far at the bars, as soon as I walk in, hey, the Star Wars guy is back because I'm always showing up <laughs> with a T-shirt and I've got a, you know, a lightsaber flashlight clipped to my belt all the time. And, you know, the first time I went in there, I had a stormtrooper because I had just gone down to the beach and was taking some pictures. And, uh, yeah, everybody hey, it's a stormtrooper, you know, the Star Wars guy. And they always want to talk to me about that or tell me a funny story about Star Wars. And it's been great. I mean, it's a great 
you know, cause I'm really a shy guy. I'm not that outgoing, you know, I'll sit there at the bar and completely sit by myself the entire time and finish my beer and go home unless somebody else talks to me, but it's been a great icebreaker. Uh, and you know, yeah. 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 Cause everyone can relate to it. I think, I mean, over 35 years, someone's got of a story about it. They know, mm-hmm. uh, yeah. as Kevin says, Oh, my dad did this or so-and-so. And yeah, that's, it's, it's a it's rather funny. epic franchise. That's for sure. Sorry, Kevin. No, the, uh, I don't know if you guys are fans of, uh, the comedian, Eddie Izzard. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Jeff Vader. Yeah, yeah, it's like Jeff Vader, Jeff Vader. Um, the one thing he does is like, you know, you can walk into any country and you can say Shaggy and Scooby, and people know what the hell you're talking about. Like, they know Scooby-Doo. Well, mm-hmm. I think it's fair to say that you can walk into almost any country on the planet and, you know, and say, you know, Darth Vader or whatever, and people will go, hey, Star Wars, hey, come over here, you know, whatever. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and you'll, you'll, you won't get your ass kicked maybe as fast, you know. There's <laughs> enough time to get them thrown, thrown them a little bit. Like, you can pretend you're force choking somebody and then run. Yeah. It's enough to throw them off. To get or you're going to get a few people to jump up to your defense. Yes, there you go. It's like, yeah. hey, I'm a Star Wars fan. Don't mess with the Star Wars fan. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> sort of like at the end of... Uh, uh, the end of uh oh what's that movie fanboys or whatnot when the big guy walks yes. up and you know the big brother and chases off the two boba fets and i thought that was great yeah exactly yeah exactly <laughs> i was probably the only one who didn't like that scene i was like no stop calling him boba fag that's not fair <laughs> but, uh, <laughs> but uh but there we go anyway one one quick second we've got a little bit of a, a ad slow here we better yeah put in just to thank the very nice guys at chowdentoys.com the world's second biggest Lego shop. If you've never been, wow, these guys have a ton of Lego. And uh, one thing you can get by listening to this podcast and following us on all their little social bits and pieces that we have is you can get some freebies. And it's really easy to do it. All you got to do is spend 35 bucks buying your Lego at chowrentoys.com. C-H-O-W-R-E-N-T-O-Y-S.com. And you can get some freebies. Now, the moment we've got one, which is a Lego Star Wars keychain of Obi-Wan Kenobi, all you got to do, as I said, spend your 35 bucks. That can be on anything. Pirates of the Caribbean, Batman, Star Wars, whatever it is. It ain't hard to spend 35 bucks on Lego, that's for sure. But once you get to check it, just put in the code flyguy.net852351. That's the item number of it. And you'll get this keychain just sent across to you with with your order. Now, we've got over 12 different things we're giving away over the next month and into June for the the kind of Star Wars month of May. So um, make sure you listen, and we'll uh, we'll have lots of links around for stuff. But uh, thanks to childrentoys.com. What do we have next, chaps? We had um, a little slot to discuss a bit some toys. Um, Maybe it's best if we keep uh, on the vintage train first of all. Uh, and we've got in here a couple of items, and it's really uh, just about some of the new vintage. What are we calling them now? Vintage, vintage, or vintage modern? Vintage modern? Modern Kenner. Modern, modern Kenner. Modern Kenner. That's what we're calling modern Kenner waves. So there's been, uh, for a long time, Hasbro just brought out the Phantom Menace waves of, of the vintage modern Kenner. Oh, I'm getting lost now. And um, <laughs> it's all changed again. We had a wave here, which was Darth Malgus and the Imperial Navy Commander. and but you guys in the U.S. have had two waves, it seems, that land straight at the same time. Have you seen any in stores? Nope. nope. I actually <laughs> the, haven't uh... even seen a store, but, yeah, I haven't seen any. Evazan and Shiva's <laughs> waves? Uh, the the ones we have right now that it, – it's weird. It, it's almost, You can almost time it out, and then this is something I'll, I'll share, too, just kind of keeping an eye online and that kind of thing. So you'll see pictures land of the figures actually on the card back. Mm-hmm. And they'll land on like Rebel Scum because I think they have a good connections with the manufacturer yeah. overseas. 
So you know when the manufacturer overseas has pictures of the actual cards that they're about to get loaded on the boat. Yep. And then about, I would say, about a week to two weeks later, you start seeing them on eBay with um, basically people who are grabbing them off the boat in California. Yep. And then about three months after that is when they start showing up in store. <laughs> <laughs> and so that's, that's, that's kind of like the time frame. But, but, but here's the thing. I, 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 clearly, the stores have boxes and cases of these things. Um, and the resellers are definitely – they have an amazing window right now of at least you know 30 to 60 days, if not more, yeah. to charge for whatever they want for these things uh, because – they're not hitting the stores. Distribution's awful. I don't even know what's happening at Walmart right now. I keep hearing that they're not, they're not even willing to put them out anymore. Uh, and, mm-hmm. and if you go to the stores here, and this is in Arizona, if you go to the stores here and you listen to the forums, we have a collector's board here on Rebel Scum. It's been dry for months prior to the, the Phantom Menace wave, and then that hit. And it's been dry since the Phantom Menace wave. Uh, even the Blu-ray figures are, are here and there. And then if they do land, they're $4 at Walmart as part of a clearance, which is odd. Yeah, and, I mean, I lucked out and I got them that way, but I didn't understand it. I mean, those are brand new and they're already on clearance. Yeah, I remember you uh, heard that on on the last podcast, actually. That was a, a great find. Oh, yeah. I, I, <laughs> I was blown away. You know, I walked out of there with like eight <laughs> figures and I only spent like 45 bucks. Yeah. It's great. No, it, it's and so you know. I I'm I really don't know. I mean, I I do support my local comic book shops, and they they got a couple cases each, but they get them from Entertainment Earth or whoever out there. Mm-hmm. They're not any kind of a, in, in kind of a direct correlation with uh, with Hasbro, and I, I'm really worried that this Wave Three and Wave Four, which are the two that I have in possession that have landed in the states, which is the Darth Malgus Wave mm-hmm. with um, the Navy Commander, the uh, the uh, Darth Vader. Uh, and Doctor uh, Amazon. Uh, no, actually, that's part of another one. I'm sorry. That's that has the um, has Vader, Malgus, Anakin, Anakin, Luke, uh, Luke, Luke, and uh, the Imperial Navy Commander. And then there's the Ala Secura wave that I call it, which is the, the Doctor Amazon and Kithaba uh, yep. uh, and a couple others there in the Nominor. And I was I was able to get those at the same time from the same same uh, person and again out in California and because I <laughs> a I do like the unpunched I like Case Fresh and I do want to kind of keep my reputation you mm-hmm. know where it needs to be <laughs> just so I can get stay ahead of this stuff because and uh, that and I'm also I'll stay up at night until I get them <laughs> yeah <laughs> like I'll just, I, I will not get any sleep and it's not fair to my psychosis uh, so but the, the the long sorry the long story short is that. I really am worried about the, those two waves and specifically the Malgus figure, the Nominor figure and this Imperial Navy figure, Imperial Navy commander figure isn't even slated for a future case. I mean, you talk about, Oh, nobody's going to be able to find a Malgus. He's at least slated for future cases. The Imperial Navy commander, good luck. He may turn into a wedge situation. Wow. And, uh, and that's going to be really interesting to see where these are going to end up. If they end up in stores, I'll be very surprised. And that's, that's not good. Oh, I don't want to hear you that because I almost know. ordered the, the cases the other day because I'm going to be on the road for the next couple of months. And I, I mean, where I currently live, I'm about two hours away from the closest Walmart or Target. Um, mm-hmm. And the uh, and so I almost ordered the cases. But I'm like, no, I'm going to be on the road for the next couple of months and driving up and down the northwest. And I was telling Steve that the uh, in Oregon, uh, there's a store there called Fred Meyer and they get they get pretty good distribution. Like last year when I was on the road, I saw quite a few of them there and there's no sales tax in Oregon. So that's kind of nice. And so at this point, I'm keeping my fingers crossed that I'll see the ones I want on the pegs. 
but if not, I might turn around and just order a case from uh, uh, Entertainment Earth like I did last year or possibly from Big Bad Toy Store. I uh, see they've got some good prices on them right now, too. And uh, because, like you said, getting them unpunched and in the case, that that's kind of fun. Uh, that was it really is. neat. Yeah. I mean, because, you know, I mean, I, and I know you you tend to open, you know, I'm sorry, the, you guys both open. But yeah, I think yeah. if you know for these, you might you know you might want to wait and see on that case. But I, I will say this: I, I've definitely jumped the gun in the past, and they've been you know like I would say with the Rebel Fleet Trooper wave and probably one other wave I can't think of right now. Most most recently, maybe the maybe the blue blue uh, blue ray blue ray wave. Yeah, um, I probably jumped the gun a little bit and probably spent a little bit more than I should have. But for these, mm-hmm. I would. I would I would uh, bite the bullet and and when it came all said and done with mine they cost me about seventeen bucks a figure, mm-hmm. um, you know that's U.S. and I know Steve that you guys you guys get <laughs> bit me ass a lot bigger than that down there, uh, but at the same time you have them so yeah true true true, true. you know so, so you know I would say I think it's great you know you did great reviews I love I love the background of your place I love the collection in the background I love uh, the reviews uh, I want to mention that true, true. and. And, um, you know, I, I, and it's great that you have them. I would say definitely you lucked out on this wave. You count your blessings and enjoy it. And I hope, and I hope you keep, I hope you keep getting them that way too, because it's really the way it should be. I mean, and I, I don't, I don't buy them, you know, ahead of time of everybody else to either in, you know, help a scalper, so to speak, yeah. nor do I do it. I do it because I want to be out there commentating on these things and pointing out, yeah. things that 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 you know helps the hobby conversation keep going but uh, these i'm real i am really as the the the, Kate, the the waves get further and further um with this uh line coming to an end mm-hmm. i i think they're going to get harder and harder i really do oh no <laughs> i might have to order a case tonight yeah. mm-hmm. i think it's it's big, it's like last year's gamorian guard wave i think it's uh, yeah i think you're right kevin it's uh, a little bit thin on the ground potentially and you you kind of know when it yeah, there's something about it. You can just tell. Just one quick question on the Darth Vader, which came out in this this recent wave. Um, how do you? Obviously, that's came out before. In fact, this is now the third time that's came out because we had a, a saga collection or OT, OT original trilogy vintage collection, mm-hmm. Darth Vader on a Star Wars card. Then we had a vintage modern Kenner collection, Darth Vader, and then we've got this third one. Do you keep all three, or do you look at the best one and then? Uh, how does the rule work with that one? It's a it's a good question. Uh, I've I've kind of gone through it myself. So here's an interesting I- issue with this one. Actually, let me let me give me three seconds. Let me grab it really quick. Hang on. Yeah, yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. Go for it. This is good to know from someone who who really collects these things. Carded. <laughs> Definitely. <laughs> the whole the, the the headphones don't go that far. Um, <laughs> so here's here's the I'm holding it right now. So here's the interesting thing about this one, and there's a couple there's um there's some pros and cons. Um, it's definitely a buy for me because it's a unique number, and it's the first uh-huh. time in the modern Kenner you know, vintage collection that the same character came out on two different card backs with two different numbers. Um, because if, like, even you know that the, the one that landed today, which I haven't talked about yet, about this Yoda that's floating around in Canada right now on the Revenge mm-hmm. of the, sorry, Return of the Jedi card back with a, a vintage photo. Mm-hmm. With the same number, I believe, as the Revenge of the Sith Yoda that came out in Wave 2, I believe. Wave 2 or 3. Mm-hmm. Um, so this was the first... So the Vader is the first figure that came out 
with a different number, so I have to get it for that. It's on a Star Wars card back, so I got to get it for that. <laughs> and I'm actually not going to get rid of my Wave One Vader on an Empire Strikes Back card, nor my Revenge of the Sith, uh, Revenge of the Jedi Comic Con one, because that's part of that set. Right, that's true. Yeah, so I kind of well. need to keep. So I kind of need to keep all three. One is the original number from the original set. It, that that number did carry through on a Revenge of the Sith, Revenge of the Jedi card from the, the exclusive set, but that's part of that set, so that's why that lives there. Well, that's and interesting. I didn't realize the card number. numbers carried over. They do, they huh. do on on that one. Um, yeah. Not on all of them, but yeah. so like the Luke, for example, like I brought up earlier, that mm-hmm. number carried through, and I believe the wedge <clears throat> that just got re-released carried through as well. I'm trying to figure out if the Yoda that mm-hmm. just got announced today is carried through or not. I can't find out yet. I love how you're trying to make sense of uh, uh, oh. what is an incredibly chaotic and just bananas kind of organization system that Hasbro will give us. And um, I, I love the kind of you're staying on target to use a phrase. You, you, it's fantastic. It's really good. It's good. Sorry. What, I mean, gonna... I, I was going to. Oh, sorry. Wait, go ahead. Oh, no, I didn't have anything. Oh, sorry. Oh. Uh, I'll just I'll add real quick is that it, it is chaotic and I guess one of the reasons why I'm doing it too is that if it, if they can learn in the future from <clears throat> not necessarily making mistakes in the past but just staying organized, um, I think it'll help because as soon as Hasbro gets sloppy, you're gonna lose sales and mm-hmm. people are just gonna go eh, enough of this. Um, it's happened before and 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 the vintage this vintage line this 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 modern Kenner line that I like so much. Um, it, it, I think it's important. You, you, it's a it's a delicate balance. They've they've gone all in with something they were trying for so long, and if they go too far off the mark with making some of the figures too hard to get, I, th- I think they almost lost some people with the uh, the mm. salacious mouse droid that from the example that Whip brought up earlier. Um, you got to be careful. Yeah, there was a huge uproar about that one. I I mean. I wasn't too concerned. I didn't want that figure. I already have a couple versions of it, and uh, I kind of sat back and chuckled, going, "Wow, this is kind of interesting." <laughs> yeah, <laughs> it's uh, yeah. It does throw a lot of completists and people who've spent all this time and money, and yeah, it's that must be incredibly frustrating. And you weren't Kevin, one of the people who paid an exorbitant fee for Wedge, were you? Were you one of the? the there was a. <laughs> Tell us your wedge story. Share your wedge. <laughs> um, I think I, there was a point where I – it took me a while to even figure out what was going on there because I had picked up – I had gotten Wave 1 really early at Toys R Us. They they accidentally put it out about a month ahead of what they were supposed to mm-hmm. here in Arizona. Mm-hmm. And I went down on my lunch break and grabbed them. And then waves, the, the second wave was really easy to find with the Revenge of the Sith and then – that third wave came out, and then the way I didn't even know Wedge was part of it. And I think I bought a wave and didn't get it. And then I said, well, Where did this figure come from? And then I'm hearing about it online. I'm already into like the Attack of the Clones and some of the other mixed waves. And I'm like, Wait, 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 wait. And so I started laying them all out and I started making a checklist. And I'm like, uh, This is something's, something's off. So what I did was, I'm like, Wow, I totally missed the figure. And so I go online and I'm like, Well, now I know why I missed it because nobody has them. Mm hmm. Uh, I actually bought it from a friend of a friend uh, in Massachusetts who did have it on eBay, but it was referred to from a friend of mine. So I knew it was, it was, the money was going to a good home and another collector. Mm-hmm. He had two of them and he just threw one up on eBay. He is one of those deals where he just walked into a store one day. They had two of them on the shelf. He bought both. Wow. Threw one of them on eBay. <laughs> like, wow, that's, that's pretty awesome. 
And I think the other one he got was the variant, which I'm still trying to wrap my head around that one. <laughs> and so basically, I, I paid about $34 and change. That's um, nothing. That's, that's nothing. nothing. Not yeah. Too bad. That's not too bad. I mean, I don't. I don't see paying fifty dollars for a figure, uh, in, in, in a, for a for a modern figure that uh, it just doesn't sit well with me when I can get a, a vintage one. I can get a nice vintage Return of the Jedi figure, you know, with no yellow bubble and a nice card for fifty bucks. So why mm-hmm. would I yeah. buy something yeah. to do for that? That's just my that's my rationale. Mm-hmm. No, you're right. It's an expensive uh, situation, and the wedge one was uh, uh, yeah the variant alone. I think we were kind of just bemused that someone would pay three hundred and fifty dollars for um, the variant, and it's only on the card back. And it's uh, when you look at the actual figure itself, it was just to me one of the sloppiest figures. Just a straight repack of, with, with a different head, and mm-hmm. yeah, just wow. Oh, and it drove uh, me nuts because I mean, as somebody who wants to open them, just wants to set up dioramas, take photos, possibly do a stop motion or something like that. And there's also somebody who loves Wedge. I mean, I you know, the X-Wing novels are my some of my favorite uh, novels from Star oh, wow. Wars. Mm. And uh, I wish I would have known that with Stackpole in town last week. Sorry. Oh, uh, yeah. No, that's why, I, yeah. That, that's why I left you that comment. You know, I love that guy. I mean, he writes some of the best uh, space battles out there. Um, yeah, but uh, the... Uh, um, yeah, I mean, I just I just want a wedge figure for my dioramas and things like that. And you know, I don't care if it's on the card. I don't care if it has an alternate card back or anything like that. You know, I just want a wedge. But uh, yeah, I'm just keep my fingers crossed that you know it becomes a little bit more readily available um, at some point. Hey, huh? I got a, I got a, I think I got a little present for you. I'm gonna go through. I got a few uh, figures in the closet. I believe I have an original trilogy fan club exclusive wedge in the closet. And if I still have it, it's yours. Only if it's super articulated. Wow. Not, that, not that I'm turning it down, but I. <laughs> those... I think it's the same figure that that they. It is. Pack. Yeah, it is. Yeah. yeah. I think to Steven's point, it, it has to be because it's the only other wedge figure they put out. Oh, cool. Oh, wow. Um, yeah. Yeah. So I'll, uh, I'll one way or the other, I'll I'll uh, I'll track one down for you. I believe it's sitting right there in the closet. So I'll uh, I'll get I'll get that off to you. Wow, cool. Yeah, that would save me the trouble of because uh, I've been trying to juggle the you know which case should i order you know of the modern figures because oh, every true, once yeah. in a while one will get a wedge in it but i also want these figures so maybe i should get that case and uh yeah wow thank you you're welcome there you go folks this is the only podcast where one guest can give the other one a wedge e. so, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well done uh, virtual <laughs> So uh, we're just talking about all this vintage, uh, all these new figures. You had down that you wanted to talk, uh, one of you guys, about Hoth Luke. That latest Hoth Luke, you know, you just reviewed it recently, and then I oh, saw... Oh, the shoulder pad one. Yeah, yeah, the shoulder pad one. And I thought, you know, Kevin had made the shoulder pad comment as well. Uh, yeah, I was, you know, I've been really looking forward to that figure. I'm a little disappointed with the head sculpt. Uh, and I can't I remember which... Good. There was a podcast I heard just the other day, and they were talking about it, and they made a really good point and how it was a very scene-specific uh, Luke, and that it's actually the, it's actually based off of the model that they used for the stop motion of him riding the Tauntaun along with the scarf all over his face, um, and so it's very specific wow. for that. But then when yeah. you take off the scarf, you know, it looks like he's wearing a turban on his head or something. Um, yep. And so you know, I was a little. Uh, a little disappointed with that, um, but I mean, I'm still going to pick up that figure. I mean, I've got his Tauntaun, but uh, yeah, that was that was a, a little bit of a letdown for me, personally. You guys? You know, for, 
for, for me, it, it's, you know, I, I'm looking, I, I'm holding it right now. I just, it's in a pile. Yeah. <laughs> it, off. It, it hasn't made the wall yet. And, uh, you know, it's, the head really does feel a, really tiny uh, compared to the, in comparison to the, to the figure itself. Um, the shoulder pads, obviously, you know, it's become the, the joke around the, of the forums. Um, but it is, it does look very scene. When you said scene specific, that really jumped forward for me looking yeah. at it right now because I could see this being like, okay, this is the figure that ha- probably if you go back to like, okay, we got to put a figure out. Uh, we just put out this Tauntaun and we didn't have a Luke for it. So let's do a new Luke. It, it does seem like Tauntaun specific Luke. Huh? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And, and I think that if that's the case, then yeah, okay. They succeeded uh, going right down to the picture, but I don't know if they really needed to get that specific is probably my take on it. Yeah. Well, you know we'll get another one, that's for sure. <laughs> yeah, another... Okay, so, um, Kevin, you also wanted to talk about um, a little Star Wars guest uh, who's coming to town. Yeah, um, I'm, I'm been fortunate, actually, to... Uh, I, I spend about 25% of my time back in my hometown. I'm actually not from Arizona originally, where I reside now. And um, I... Uh, I get to uh, I get to go home next weekend uh, to see friends and family, and uh, coincidentally, there is a uh, it's the South Coast South Coast uh, Comic and Toy Convention in Fairhaven, Massachusetts, and so they get a little plug too. Uh, hopefully, we get some listeners in uh, southeastern New England. Cool. And uh, it's it's kitty corner from uh, where my mom lives, and so it's walking distance and. Not only is it just a little comic book show, but actually, they actually have real guests, and that's the, the kind of a tongue-in-cheek like, wow, real comic book geek guests are now made it to my hometown. I guess, I guess pop culture has hit critical mass, and <laughs> you know, even though I don't live there anymore, it's like you know, it's, it's it goes back to that Big Bang Theory episode where like Data's at the party with Will Wheaton, and he says, uh, you know, I got some Data figures in my trunk. I'll sign those for you. He's like uh, two for thirty, and you come to my birthday, and he goes, deal. <laughs> <laughs> You know, it's like that's that's probably next where we have like, you know, we have comic book guests going to our private parties and private functions. That's fantastic. Uh, but uh, one of the guests, uh, they have everybody from, uh, let's see, the original uh, Jennifer from the first Back to the Future movie, uh, all the way to uh, Honky Tonk Man from the WWF. Uh, and and also Erin uh, Aaron, Aaron Gray from not only Buck Rogers, but also Silver Spoons fame. And uh, that should be interesting, but I, that's a late edition guest uh, that I just stumbled across because I just went back to the site recently. Uh, Mr. Uh, I Got Choked by Vader himself, uh, Richard Lepartmanier, uh, is going to be there. And I'm psyched because he's actually, and I'll, I'll reveal this now, he's actually one of the later figures that I was going to reveal in the Collect All 21 project that I'm doing. Cool. And so it's very appropriate I'm gonna, for that line. I think so. I think yeah. so. Yeah. I uh, I am front loading his card design uh, this week, and I'm actually going to make two of them. And uh, I'm going to make two, and I'm going to give him one, and uh, and have him sign the other for me, and then get that posted online and as part of the overall. So I'll have a a signed version of one of those figures. And and I think if no one's ever, I'm sure someone's given him a custom carded. Uh, Admiral Mahdi figure on a on a vintage card back. I, I would only guess that with all the cons that he's done, somebody's done that. Mm-hmm. Maybe they haven't. Maybe this will be the first time. Yeah. If it is, I'll be stoked. <laughs> and uh, and and but he deserves one, and so I'm going to give him one. Yeah. And that's going to be a nice little memory. So I'm I'm, I'm pretty psyched about that actually. 
if, if I could go back into time and tell the young Kevin when he was watching Star Wars and say, that guy on screen, you're going to give a figure to when you're older? Oh, wow. Fantastic. <laughs> it's like future Kevin comes back. Yeah. Like, you're going to beat this guy. When you're 40 years old, I'm like, what's 40 years old? <laughs> yeah, shut up, old man. You're blocking the TV. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Exactly. I'm watching Star Wars for the fifth time. Oh, dear. Look, sadly, I know you've got to go, and you've been uh, uh, the most generous person with your time, and it's uh, just been utter vintage porn to me to sit and listen <laughs> to you talk. It's. Uh, I hope you come back on. I, I think uh, Whit and I would... Uh, Oh, We've yeah. got lots more we want to hear from you. So, uh... oh, I really appreciate that. I would, I would absolutely love to. Um, and, and you know, it doesn't have to be just vintage either, because you know, I, know, I, am, I, know. I am, I am a student of all things Star Wars, <laughs> uh, and and so the culture is is especially some of the stuff that's being shared and that fan film, like like you mentioned earlier. I mean, there's so much creativity out there, and so many like the T-shirt a day sites out there right now. Yeah, you yeah, know, yeah. every other day there's a new Star Wars T-shirt, and I'm psyched because I have friends and family who you know, want to get them for me. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, that's awesome because I'll just, I'll just live off of a Star Wars t-shirt collection when I retire. And yeah. <laughs> I know. You know? Uh, but no, I, I, I really appreciate it. And this is, this has been a blast. Oh, it has been. Oh yeah. Been I fully blast, agree. Uh, I can't wait to have you on next time too. You know, this is only episode four, not one, but never mind. Uh, <laughs> of the conversations I'm sure we'll have with you, but, um, do you want to give everyone just a bit of a plug, just where to find you, collectible21.tumblr.com, obviously we know of, but anything else you want at your Facebook page and stuff? Yeah, um, so my, I mean, I can, I can be found anytime, uh, you know, just a simple Google search on kevingothrop.com, and uh, I'm sure I'll be in the show notes to get the right spelling of my name, but the <laughs> abbreviated the abbreviated handle for me everywhere on Twitter and Facebook is gothrock, so facebook.com slash gothrock or twitter.com slash gothrock, and it's spelled G A W. T H R O K, and it's a kind of a play on my first and last names is where so that came from. Um, I'm also uh, probably the two things that I'm most involved with right now is uh, definitely my Etsy store uh, for anyone, and I'd like to throw out there anybody listening to this podcast uh, can get free shipping on my uh, vintage carded Star Wars notebooks. Very cool. Um, and and so all I need to do on the Etsy store is use the uh, code rebel spring so r-e-b-e-l-s-p-r-i-n-g so kind of like irish spring but rebel spring uh <laughs> that'll be that'll be free shipping uh for us only but i can figure something out for our friends overseas and i give you some discounted shipping for that as well just mention the show and i'll uh, i'll take care of you and uh so there's a good amount of uh, uh notebooks there about 50 different ones i'm combining both true original vintage card backs but also some of the modern Kenner cardbacks that I mentioned earlier. I've been making some notebooks out of those as well. And those are fun because it's all part of the same motif. Uh, and uh, probably last but not least, uh, the, the custom cardback project that I'm working on right now is could be found the, the blog for that. I'm documenting everything uh, that I've done. I've done five figures uh, to date. I'll probably be finishing up that fifth one tomorrow, which is the Han Solo and Stormtrooper armor. Uh, I can be found at collectall21.com. And I think that that's going to have a shelf life beyond just these first 21 figures, but, you know, more to come there. And if uh, anybody who's listening is in Phoenix, I actually will be set up at booth number 326 at the Phoenix Comic-Con over Memorial Day weekend with the notebooks. Very cool. Nice. Very cool, indeed. Thank you guys so much for no having worries. me. No worries. Yes, and oh, we won't thank hold you. I know you got to go. Um, and thanks for organizing and, and keeping in touch with Kevin as well. So, uh, yeah, we, I've followed you from Twitter for years and listened to you on the podcast. Wow. I didn't realize it was you, but there you go. <laughs> well, so, there um, in, in, the, in the flesh, so to speak. 
in the flesh in the flesh but we'll get you back in the flesh at some point soon so we'll we'll let you get back to your your other things you got to do today and um yeah thanks again we'll see you soon yeah thanks kevin it's been a real honor oh i appreciate it thank you same here guys thank you and uh anytime anytime you need me i'll be here for you cool awesome bye-bye now see you Wow, where do we go from there? What? <laughs> I don't know, man. That was that was fun. That was really really fun. That was um, fun. That was a, that was a real deep dive into some of the, the vintage stuff, and uh, from someone who's collecting and sticking to those rules and all the uh, variations and versions. And wow, oh, yeah, no, I mean he's, I mean you know not not to use I'm not using OCD in a bad way, but man, his his rules and his structures and all that i mean just awesome i mean it, it yeah. makes my collecting look like just total chaos theory you know <laughs> i mean just... well i think you're right it's but it's keeping that kind of and i don't mean the term ocd either but that, yeah that yeah, that compulsion to keep that that collection going but still manage to be you know have a sense of humor about it and not kind of you know freak out about it too much yeah because it can get really obsessive for some people and just you know uh, it becomes the life and everything else gets dropped but mm-hmm. you know he's got a family and a job and keeping everything <clears throat> balanced i don't know how he does it i don't know how he does it but um but there we go lots of coffee lots of coffee <laughs> yeah, yeah yeah no heroin um that we know of a lego yeah, is the next thing we had to discuss, and we got a, a couple of uh, unwatermarked images um, that were leaked around. They're kind of small, um, and I know you're not a huge Lego fan, but there's some interesting vintage stuff in there. We've oh, put yeah. uh, the yeah the, the images up on uh, the Facebook page, and there's just um, there's a few of them. Just we have a quick look at them uh, once they finally open up, but we've got a few that are coming from the. Uh, Old Republic uh, video game, and one of them, it's looking pretty cool to get, is Darth Malgus is a little tiny minifigure in some of these uh, vehicles, a Sith Fury class interceptor, and the Malevolence is the other one, actually, from the Clone Wars on that first image we've got. Do you do you collect any Lego at all? You've got your little Stormies, but... Um... No, I've got I've got a handful of them. Um, okay. I, I've, I've got a few from, I bought them when they first started coming out, and so I had a few from that when they were still yellow-faced. Um, like original type Legos, um, yep. and I'm actually on the hunt right now. I want to get. I'm trying to get a a nice Han Solo in that wave because the one I have is when he was on the the skiff, and so he doesn't have a vest or a jacket. And so I'm trying to find. I've been hunting around on eBay, and I'd also like to get uh, the Slave Leia done in the yellow. Like I have, I cut off the keychain on a, a pink one, and she just stands yeah. out like a sore thumb in my collection right now. Um, and it's, you know, going back to the whole vintage thing we've been talking about all day long, you know, I I prefer the yellow Legos. I mean, that was Lego to me growing mm-hmm. up, was the little yellow faces. And the, the pink ones are really cool. I, I totally think that they're cool. But for me, it's Star Wars and Lego coming together and nostalgia, like, you know, like, I kind of want to keep that a little bit more pure for me. I'm not I'm not rushing out to buy all these new sets. Um, I can't afford to, for one, but yeah. I do think that they're amazing. Um, I did pick up one of those little, uh, where you get the little ball and the little figure, um, and I bought the, the Death Star one because it came with a little mini TIE Interceptor, the little TIE Fighter pilot, um, mm. and I had to yeah, pick that cool. one up because I bought, for Christmas back in 2001, I think it was, somebody gave me, you know, the big Lego sets, you know, where it's like the bigger ship, um, and it comes with a little plaque and all that. Uh, somebody gave Ultimate me Ultimate Collector Series. Yeah, somebody gave me a tie interceptor, and I've I put wow. it together, and I've had it. I've never taken it apart. It's still in one piece. It's a display piece on my bookshelf, and so now I have the little mini one with the little plaque and the little dude sitting in front of that, and so that's you know kind of complete that little set for me. 
Um, yeah, no, I've got a handful of Legos, and I, cool. I think they're awesome. I mean, I, you know, if I had money to spend, I would be buying Legos, and I, you know, <laughs> I love to live vicariously through my nephew every time he gets new Legos because he's yeah. a, he's almost eight years old, and he's just a total Lego maniac. Oh God, who isn't these days? It just it, it becomes a, a compulsion for me, and especially when one of the other uh, two of the other sets they've got here. One, I think I'll maybe give a miss the uh, Gungan sub, although an amazing looking mini uh, Queen Amidala figure, which is just beautiful. Um, if you've seen some images of that, it's a very small image there, but we've we've posted some images in the past. Yeah, that's and, a, um, that's an amazing figure. I mean, the little dress it? and everything. Yeah, yeah. Uh, and, uh, the the set previous to that is uh, one which. Uh, Currently, there's, there's a Boba Fett that came out with uh, the vintage... <laughs> it's not really vintage, but it's vintage in Lego, uh, mm-hmm. Cloud City, where um, Boba Fett had printed arms and printed legs. That figure can go anywhere upwards towards $350. Uh, it's a crazy-ass amount for, for a, a minifigure, but it still commands that price. However, if you've, you were always looking for one of them, this new set that's coming out, which is basically the uh, battle over the Sarlacc with a skiff and Lando and his gear... And I think it's Kithaba, one of the Nicto guards, Luke, and another Boba Fett. So basically the same one we've seen, but this time with fully printed decals on the legs and the arms. So you'll get these patch in his arm and his knee darts and all that kind of stuff. And, and that's going to be in this pack, probably around the $30 mark. So, um, hmm. yeah, save yourself 270 bucks. That's <laughs> <laughs> what I'm trying to say. Um, and I have to say with Legos, like, I mean, these... They are made for customizing. I mean, if you want to kit bash yeah. your own figure, you totally can do that with these. I mean, you know, like I said, I've been trying to to get a little perfect Han Solo with the with the yellow face, and it's like I already have a yellow face Han Solo with the hair, and so it's like I've been searching around just for a body or a torso or something that I can buy uh, just to complete that Han Solo. I mean, you know, that's that's why these things are so cool. Exactly. Yeah, you're right. It's modular. You can add things. You can mash it all up. It's yeah, brilliant way to do it. Definitely. Mm-hmm. So there's another couple of sets there, just very quickly, and just we, we talked about the uh, Old Republic video game, and this this is another vehicle which is from the the um, I can't remember the exact name of it, and it's too tiny to read, but it's one of the <laughs> almost X-wing like vehicles from the the set. Comes with uh, the uh, almost um, I want to say Bastila Shan, but it's her, her mother or her long lost cousin or something, right? Uh, a droid and the little trooper that we were talking about on the uh, the orange trooper that's at the beginning of that Old Republic video, which is just insanely cool. Mm-hmm. Um, we've got an even peel uh, and a Sayesi tin and a green droid to go with a green starfighter. Pretty much the same build we've seen before, and pretty much the, the saving the, the best for last. A Jabba's Palace, which um, I'm sure you'll pick up one day. Uh, uh, yeah, no, that definitely is it, it is a really cool set. And you get a handful of minifigs in that one, too. You do. Gamorrean Guard, uh, Ula, uh, Bib Fortuna, of course, Jabba. Mm-hmm. Um, and one of the Bush, which is a very cool-looking figure as well. Uh, and a bit of a repack of an old Bomar Monk, which is basically a clear piece of Lego with four ninja swords. Yeah, I uh, thought that was great when I, 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 I love when they use stuff like that. Like I've got a couple of destroyer droids from back in the, the droidicas or whatever they're called from back in the day. And, yep. and they get little, uh, like it's like the old Western guns. Uh, they're just That's clipped right. onto little droid <laughs> arms and stuff like that. It's just the creativity with these things is great. Exactly. And the, the other set is pre Vizsla, Mandalorian Starfighter and another Mandalorian and uh, Obi-Wan, a bit of a repack. So, 
Yeah, August, all these sets are coming out, and um, yeah, more money to spend on Star Wars, and of course that'll be heavily tied into Celebration 6, I'm sure, without a doubt, because everything's heading towards that August period, mm-hmm. um, which no doubt will be the release of the Clone Wars and Blu-ray, and the new trailer, and you know, everything's heading towards that, but it's going to be an exciting time. Do you, do you know whether you're going to go yet at all, or... Um, yeah, these days, you know, I just saw on StarWars.com when I was looking for the Season 5 trailer, they were saying, you know, get your tickets now, so I'll probably end up buying my ticket this weekend, and the big debate right now is, I really wanted to drive again this year, uh, do another road trip of sorts, um, and, but I was just, you know, I was looking at how long it is, it's about, it's about a 3,000 mile drive one way, um, and I was looking at gas prices and all of that. And as much as I want to do another road trip, I think it's going to be cheaper to fly and rent a car. Um, wow. <laughs> you know, I've got I've got a couple of places that have offered for me to stay in Orlando, so I don't have to worry about hotel. But, uh, yeah, gas prices as the way they are right now, especially here in the States, uh, I don't think I can afford to drive. Mm, I don't blame you. Yeah. Well, very jealous, very jealous, because um, it's going to be pretty awesome, I think. Uh, yeah. And seeing that, uh, one other little uh, brief slot we've got here is for thebigbadtoystore.com. Uh, there was wonderful people who sponsored this show on our website. And um, as usual, every week I just drool over all the goodies they've got and want to buy them all. There's the Hot Toys Avengers Captain America. Just saw the movie this week. Joss Whedon, I love you. Fantastic story. It's a great movie. Don't it's say anything. Great. Don't oh. say anything. And the spoiler is, <laughs> no. it's, it's such a good movie. I'm off to see it again this week. It's just brilliant. It's a yeah. brilliant movie. Brilliant oh, I'm movie. waiting. I'm waiting <laughs> for that one, yeah. Yeah, without a doubt. 15 bucks off the sideshow price if you buy it at a Big Bad Toy Store. It's $199 for the brand new uh, Captain America Hot Toys. And it looks even better than the last one, which I bought, which I'm, I'm kind of sick over. <laughs> but um, they also have, Kevin and Whit and I were talking about the vintage waves uh, of the these figures. Right? Darth Malgus, Oddball, uh, Dr. Evazan, uh, the Blu-ray figures. All at Big Bad Toy Store and in stock, might I add. Yeah. And if you get in, yeah, if you get in quick with these guys, they're sending cases and boxes. I think it's a uh, eighty-nine dollars, which works out, um, and some other loose ones as well at thirteen dollars ninety-nine. Which again, you know, WalMarts and stuff at four dollars it might be, but um, as Kevin and Whitney have just said, trying to get these things is kind of hard. So um, yeah, I even I think- got in a debate uh, the other day with uh, uh, with some people who. Uh, um, you know, order, ver- ordering cases versus buying them in the stores, and uh, you know, ordering the cases is you know even with shipping is really the way to go sometimes because I've gone driven hundred miles and spent an entire yeah. day trying to hit every single store and come up empty-handed. And like I was just saying with gas prices, you're going to spend more on gas than you will on the shipping on some of this stuff. And so if you really need these figures, you know, going through Big Bad Toy Store. Um, and buying a case might be the way to go. I mean, yeah, you're going to pay a little bit more in shipping, but you're going to get the figures. They're going to be mint on card, unpunched, yep. you know, and there is nothing cooler than getting a box that says, you know, Hasbro Toys, Vintage Collection, yeah. et cetera, et cetera. <laughs> and you open it up and they're just brand new. I mean, that that is so cool. Exactly. And the I've had so many things shipped from them. And again, I'm a long way away in the other side of the world. And, uh, impeccable packaging the stuff and the kind of packaging they put in it mm-hmm. I, i've never seen it anywhere before it's a kind of weird bubble that they put over it but it's super protected and um yeah packaging the, the quality as you said you open this box man it is box fresh it's fantastic quality so. yeah you're getting these cases i mean they don't open them when they get them from hasbro they take them straight from hasbro put them in the box and ship them to you um 
you know, so it's 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 a great way to go. I mean, yeah, there is there is that rush, you know, that heroin junkie rush of chasing the dragon and finding those figures on the pegs at Walmart or Target. But at the same time, you're not always going to find them. They might be beat up. They you're going to pay gas money. So I don't That's know. That's true. Yeah. That's no. You're absolutely right. But the time you add it all up, it's uh, it's not cheap. Yeah. So they've got a couple of other they've got a couple of bizarre things in uh, the, the huge list this week. One is a Star Star Wars Darth Vader in a box statue and booklet and it says what it says on the tin that's for sure because it's darth vader as a statue and there's a book of advice and observations from the dark side i'm almost tempted to buy this to see what the hell this is all about what sort of advice you get from darth vader <laughs> yeah, exactly. don't do as i do uh well they did this that... they did this uh with yoda a couple years ago didn't they did they I don't remember this. Because I I had gotten what a friend of mine worked at a bookstore and they every once in a while they do an audit and they clear out and he always calls me up and says, Where's your address right now? And he'll send me a couple of Star Wars books. Um and they had a Yoda one and it was a, a little Yoda ceramic figure with a little book of Yoda isms or whatever you want to call them. And so I got it and I was like, Oh, this is really, really cool. Wait, this is in French. Um and still I got the French version of it for some reason. It was what they had had laying around in their warehouse or something. And so last year when I was on my road trip, I gave it to Nancy because Nancy is a, our friend Mechagana. But, uh, you yeah, know, she's a French-Canadian, and so I thought she might appreciate that. Oh, at least that. she could read it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. My yeah. seven-year-old nephew thought he could read it, and he read it, but it didn't make any sense. But it was amusing. Um, yeah, that's, that's an interesting topic. Yoda's secret language, and he'll maybe believe you. But... Yeah. Yeah, the one right below just... that here on your post that I, I got to pick one of these up. Uh the, the Star Wars Death Star bottle opener. Um, uh, <laughs> as a Star Wars fan and a beer drinker, I think this is a must-have for mine or for me. I love that. It. It's really cool the way they've done the the, uh, the firing part of the Death Star is, is the bottle opener. That's pretty cool. Yeah, oh, yeah. Very I'm good. wondering if it's if it's a sphere or if it's flat. I don't know. I'll have to I'll have to research that a little bit, but I'll definitely be picking up one of those. There's some bizarre stuff they've got on here. It's, I mean, Japanese toys, Living Dead. There's a Chucky doll. Something which looks remotely like some male genitalia with legs. Um, yeah, the Spice Dren statue. I don't know what, what that's from. That? I don't know. Does anybody know? The statue is the creature from Splice in its infant form. I'm not familiar with Splice is. That's a, an interesting looking wow. little figure. It is. Yeah. Hmm. Let's not go there. Okay. Uh, yeah. <laughs> There's, there's loads of other things on there. Some other Star Wars, Living, uh, not Living Planet, Little Big Planet, great game in the PS3, but lots of figures there. Tanks, Doctor Who, Domo, oh my god, there's everything on here. Uh, Predator, uh, Back to the Future, uh, yeah. Get on to BigBadToyStore.com, they've got a lot of stuff, and uh, the prices are pretty good too. Yeah, they got a couple of these FX savers on sale too, I've been thinking about getting myself one of those. Uh, I like these detachable ones, uh, where you can have just the hilt, or you can put the blade on there light it up and do all the sounds and all that fun stuff too yeah definitely now you had a couple of other things you wanted to mention uh rich a lot oh yeah that was i kind of brought this up a little bit that was just the uh the rebel scum fedora archives um you know as, oh, yeah, as everybody knows kurdo has left and you know it's rich a lot has taken over and I, I want to give him props he's doing a great job he's you know the quality is is right up there with uh with what kurdo was doing as far as the poses and the photographs and stuff but um, maybe I'll, you know, I should probably, instead of just venting my frustrations on the podcast here, I should probably go to their forums and make a comment. But, uh, I really do miss the, uh, they would always do a labeled shot where they would show all the accessories and they would break down the articulation. And, uh, and actually I got to call you out on something here. Um, 
the next time you say ball hinged when you're discussing somebody's shoulders, I'm going to slap you, Steve. That Or no, I'm sorry, you call them ball jointed all the time. Those are ball hinged joints. Ball hinged, really? Yeah. Okay, there you yeah, go. Cause it's a, Consider it's, me skilled. <laughs> yeah, yeah, because well, the ball jointed ones are what they have for the head where it's just a ball, and then the ball hinged ones are where it's a ball and it has the little hinge in it. Um, and, ah. uh, and every time you say that in your reviews, I know exactly what you mean, but I always cringe a little bit. Um, and so, uh, Nobody told me. <laughs> well, yeah, I mean, you, you, okay. So this just, yeah, lesson learned. There's, there's a difference. There's ball hinged and there's go. ball, ball jointed. Hinged. Ball yeah. Hinged. And, uh, you've already got one of the best review sites out there. You got great quality and stuff like that. So you keep oh, the terminology sorry. down and you're, you're golden, man. <laughs> That's the only flaw that's That's the only flaw you got going there. Well, that and the fact that you haven't put together that Stormtrooper costume in the background or mailed it to me. I'm considered selling the thing. I'm just, um, I just don't get the time, but there we go. I know. Well, I'm going to buy myself a helmet at the end of the summer. So uh, if you, if, if you decide to sell it before then, let me know. Uh, I know. It's, uh, it's falling apart as I look at it actually right now. It's just the glue. I was like, oh. Let's not go there. Uh, um, it, it's a bone of contention. I've got to do something with it, but I've, I've got to get off the podcast. I've got to get off the videos. So, so you've gone on the road, uh, and we're not going to hear from you for a little while. Um, yeah, so... hopefully I'll be able to phone in some store reports or something along the way, but uh, we'll see. But uh, yeah. as usual, when I go on the road, I like to uh, I like to sort of document my trip in some way. I went to Thailand a couple of years ago, and I took R2 and 3PO with me. Um, you know, you got to have an interpreter droid when you're overseas. Um, and last year on my, my road trip cross country, I took a handful of stormtroopers. And so I'm trying to figure out who to take on the trip with me this year. Um, I kind of thought about bringing, cause I, I had customized a couple of, uh, the, the, the rebel commandos from Endor. And so I thought about bringing the whole commando squad with a couple of commandos and Luke and Leia and Han and Chewie. Um, and I just ordered, a a little mini shuttle Tidarium. Uh, and so I, I'm thinking about bringing those guys, but the problem is, is there's so many accessories and I don't really have time to like spend a lot of time setting up the shots. It's sort of like, okay, I got a quick minute. I can go over here and take a shot here. Um, so I'm kind of thinking about taking C-3PO and R2-D2. I mean, they sort of were kind of the storytellers that you follow along in all six movies. Um, and they always kind of end up on weird adventures, so they always seem kind of appropriate. <laughs> but I want to throw it out to the listeners. Um, I leave on May 10th, so if you listen to this before May 10th and you have a suggestion of what figure I should take with me on the road or figures, um, please hit us up on the Facebook. Uh, leave us a comment on there. Please do. I, I, I'm looking for suggestions. At this point, I'm leaning towards C-3PO and R2-D2. Still kind of thinking about the, the Endor Commando Squad, but like I said, that's those are a little bit harder to set up for a quick shot, but so help out guys. I think, I think you should take a rancor with you. Just, oh, thanks. Uh, well, I still got to paint that guy. It's compact and bijou and you know, it's kind of, <laughs> it's a conversation piece, you know, you're on the road. So no. <laughs> uh, you got to take a stormtrooper. I think he's been your consistent one over the years. He's been your little, uh, your little guy. It's got to be a stormy in there somewhere, but well, you know, I think about, yeah, I mean, uh, you know, I, I think if I brought R2 and 3PO, I would I would definitely sneak a stormtrooper or two into the bag as well for to for the, for the droids to encounter along the way every once in a while. <laughs> um, along that same vein of uh, taking pictures of figures and their funny adventures, um, I signed up for Instagram. Actually, I signed up for Instagram a year ago, but then forgot about it. Um, and then with all the the hype of them getting bought by Facebook, I went and I looked at it again and was like, oh, I already have an account. And uh, 
I have been having an absolute blast these last couple you of weeks. Um, I mean, you have a few pictures of frogs and cats and cheesy sunsets and stuff sneaking in there, but I've been, this has been a great outlet for me to take pictures of my action figures. And, uh, uh, as I told Steven, right, uh, <laughs> My little area where I have all my figures is an absolute mess because I'll suddenly get inspired to take a picture. And so I'll run over here real quick and turn on the lights and set up the figures. And then I'll get inspired to do something else. And instead of putting those first figures away, I just sort of push them off to the side. And so there's like right now there's a huge pile of stormtroopers from the uh, meanwhile at the Death Star Cantina shot the other day where I had probably a a dozen or so stormtroopers in it. I just shoved them all off to the side and... It's an absolute mess. If my mother come by, came by right now, she would get on my case about, you know, never picking up my toys. Uh, but that's the joy <laughs> of being an adult is you don't have to if you don't want to. Absolutely. Um, especially when you don't have a wife around either. So, uh, yeah, I've got the ultimate freedom in that sense these days. Um, so, yeah, if you if you guys want to join join the party, um, I really encourage it. Uh, my, my username on there is R2Witco. That's R2WITCO. Um, yeah, so... Uh, uh, I guess while I'm also plugging stuff, I, you know, Distracted by Star Wars is on Facebook. Yeah. Um, you know, I fully encourage people to get on there. It's a, you know, post your distractions. You know, if you've got a funny picture you want to post or something like that, that's a great place to do it. Uh, you know, I'd really like to get some more action on there. Um, not that I'm trying to increase the numbers or anything like that. I really don't care about that too much. But I like talking to people about this kind of stuff. And I think, I think. Places like that are a really good good place to do it. We all seem to have a Facebook account these days. Um, so, yeah, it's facebook.com slash distracted by Star Wars. Uh, Excellent. Oh, <laughs> okay, one last one last funny story. This is, this is Star Wars and Facebook related. Uh, Christopher M- Monk, uh, Munch, I'm, I'm not really sure how you would, Monkey? I, I don't know. Uh, he played Captain, oh, great, I can't. Captain Kurgi uh, from Episode Four. Uh, he was the uh, he was the captain who came up to Vader that said that they couldn't find any uh, yeah, any life forms. We nearly had him on, on the, the show. Sith Lord actually uh, had at one point nearly tried to get him on the show. Yeah, right. And so so the other night I posted this really silly cat cartoon on my Facebook. Um, it's it's a cat watching somebody scoop cat litter out of it, and in the last panel uh, scoop cat <laughs> litter so... out of the litter box, and the last panel the, the cat looks up at the person and says, I've always wondered, what the hell do you want those things for? Um, <laughs> and suddenly this guy Christopher Munch, I'm, I'm totally butchering his name, I know it. Anyway, he likes it, and I'm like, who the heck is this guy? And so I click on his on his profile, and I'm like, who is this? You know, you know, I've got I've got two friends in common, and it's and it's you and Sith Lord. And I'm like, who is this guy? So I go to his info. Well, then I find out it's Captain Kirky. I was like, whoa, Captain Kirky liked one of my silly cat posts on Facebook. I just so I'm guessing he's a cat owner as well. I thought that was pretty funny. Um, well, we've been trying to get him on. I think at one point he wasn't feeling too well, and we we had to change. But uh, Steve Sith Lord Two Nine has uh, been trying to get uh, Christopher, and yeah, we'll, we'll get it. We'll get him on the show and get him to pronounce his name so we can be sure of what it is. But yeah, he had a speaking part in A New Hope, and he's he's never really got the kind of the love, I think, and that's such a shame because you know he had a title and a part, and yeah, yeah. Um, we shall we shall find out how we pronounce that one day. Yeah, it's just funny who you bump into on the internet. Exactly, yeah. exactly. Um, well, look, I think we're kind of out. Uh, that was an epic show. Thank you for arranging with Kevin and, and getting that, getting him on the show. And uh, for you too, coming back, nice to, to hear you back. And um, A little bittersweet as I'm your... leaving again, but yeah, I know, it, I know. it is but a you're... blast. I, I, this has been one of the most fun episodes I've been a part of. 
Exactly. But we're committing you here right now in audio to the rest of the web that you're going to kind of dial in and give us a little bit of an update as you go along the road. Whether it's just toy reviews and what you find or a little bit of Star Wars updates here and there, give us a, give us a shout and uh, we'll splice that into the podcast and make sure you're, you're our brother in the force as we continue on with boarding conversations yeah and and along the same routes if anybody is uh if anybody listening out there lives up in uh, oregon or washington um i will be up there for the next couple of months uh, may and june uh reach out you know uh, i'd love to meet up you know have a beer talk some star wars or something like that always down to talk star wars with folks so uh <laughs> surprisingly enough we yeah i know go figure um cool well people can find you of course at uh, dbsw dot dot net Net, uh, Facebook.com Distracted by Star Wars and uh, uh, Twitter? Uh, DBSW on Twitter and uh, R2Witco on uh, Instagram. I guess it's my new favorite hiding place. Yeah. Cool. Well, uh, you can find me at uh, flyguy.net and all the bits and pieces are stuck on there. Um, and I think we're, we're done. Yeah. So, yeah, we will see you uh, on the road virtually, and uh, we'll see you other guys and girls that are listening, and we'll uh, we'll see you for another boring conversation anyway. So thanks again to Kevin and Whit, and um, it's a good day from me. Yeah. May the Force be with you. I'm going to go have a beer and have some dinner. Good night, folks. <laughs> it's fun. See ya.